Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the second ever episode of The Cult Cast. The Cult Cast is a podcast where myself talks about random shit that I want to talk about. Sometimes I'll have a guest. And today I do have a guest, and that guest is going to be the one, the only Swag Kage. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Swag Kage here. Wow, you got that intro down packed, buddy. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I've done it so How long have you been times. saying that? Uh, what, like six years or something, I think. Yeah, it's probably been like six. You love to see it, ladies and gentlemen. Some of the topics we'll have for today's discussion are going to be the fact that Naruto was voted the best anime in Japan. We will be talking about that. We will be talking about whether or not Boruto is ass. Spoiler alert, it is. Uh, (laughs) We will be talking about the October anime that is going to be releasing. So we got Bleach, uh, uh, Chainsaw Man, and uh, uh, Mob Psycho 100, and other anime that we're looking forward to. We will also be discussing naruto versus dragon ball z i think that'll be an interesting conversation the chat will love to hear that on and then also something a little bit out there for the um for for the for the folks out there i'm sure a lot of folks can uh, relate to this but we will also be talking about long distance relationships a little bit later in this podcast so that is the topic layout for today we might ramble on and talk about other shit but that's what you have uh to look forward to as always if you're watching this on youtube well we do have the highlights so you can feel free to skip to wherever you want or just watch the whole thing swag how the fuck are you doing my boy bro i it's been good lately Um, love to hear it you love to hear it. yeah um like uh i've just been chilling uh dropped a video uh, ranking every fight in Naruto. I saw and that. I thought that I, I was, so th- I got to work on it like uh, right after I dropped the video before it. And I was like, yeah, this is going to be, for some reason, I thought, I was like, yeah, this is going to be a quick and easy video. No idea why, uh, because it ended up being like over an hour. And uh, like, I was like, okay, I'm going to get it done by the end of the week. And then that happened again uh, four more times. I pushed Jeez. it back. And then I finally dropped it uh the next month but i was really happy with it it was also um i'm sure uh you know the feeling uh if you guys don't do youtube might not get it but uh when i first uploaded it i got hit with the 10 of 10 and i was like oh and it sat there for a minute but it it was a crazy comeback story it's at three of 10 right now you love see that's the thing like somebody may have seen like an hour-long video they're like damn like i'm not trying to watch that (laughs) shit right now so then you know they might come back to it or whatever and then also people might start it and then leave and then come back and then you know run that shit up and then also we all know youtube loves pushing out long ass videos so you know it'd be like that so did the 10 of 10 to myself at first because i uploaded it at like 11 p.m i i really i was like i should probably wait but i just wanted it to be posted because i had spent all day fighting like copyright because you know i had like i I was trying to think of a way to do it without using anime clips but like there's just no way yeah that Uh, sounds very hard so uh i had to use these like (laughs) these like ugly like film grain filters on all the footage and some of them like the big fights like taka versus b or like naruto versus pain and stuff like that i had to like zoom in like five or six hundred percent flip it put a film uh grain filter on it and then do like like damage film filter where Mm. there's like artifacting and stuff and then i had to do it with like 
it, it was like playing whack-a-mole because like I would keep uploading it and then it would be like, oh, you, you, uh, this other thing is a problem too. I was like, oh, okay. And then I would upload it again. And then a thing that was exactly the same as in the first video, but didn't pop up as a flag in the first video would get flagged. And I'd be like, okay, time to render this whole hour long video again. And then it kept happening like five times. So it took all day, but eventually I got it. And so. Damn. So that I didn't even think about asking you this question uh, before this, but hearing you go on about that, I do have a question I wanted to ask. Um, yeah. How do you feel like content creation ranks as a job? Because obviously, you know, to the normies out there, you know, I'm a streamer, so they watch me and they're like, oh, all this motherfucker does is click live, talk shit, um, and like play video games or whatever. Or he'll like, or they might look at you and be like, all this guy does is click record and fucking talk about Naruto fights for an hour and then uploading gets a million views or whatever. How do you feel like, um, youtube ranks like as like a job or content creation in a general in general do you think this shit is like like do you think it's like hard work like or, or like how do you feel about the the how content creation is viewed by like the normies as a job so um i don't think this question has a simple answer because i think there are all, um there are a lot of benefits uh to it that are kind of like unique to it uh but there are also a lot of things that make it very very difficult so like one thing that's obviously very good is you get to work from home and make your own hours. You don't have a boss yeah. to answer to unless you're love that. I, I Maybe like if you're working for like a, a big conglomerate channel, like watch Mojo or something, you probably have like a schedule. But I don't really consider I, 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 I consider those people to be more like normal workers. I don't like they're not yeah. like really content creators because I feel like content creators like you, you're like directly attached to your channel. Like that is yeah, exactly. you. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I think that's a little different. Yeah, but but like so it's like the, all of that stuff is really nice. You know, you get like a, you know, a direct income stream. The uh, depending on your size, um the pay can obviously be really nice, uh especially considering how much freedom and flexibility you have and uh how fun it can be to make right. videos. But man, like okay. So first of all, this is just not a job that like anybody could do and i i, I want to stress that i'm not trying to be like arrogant when i say that it's just one of those things where it's like like i don't think that i could stream every day for example right like i just don't think i have the mm. skill set to do it because it's like it's super mentally taxing you have to interact with people um like constantly uh, it, it's like like they're like you need weird skills for some of these things that like people don't think about like you need what, to have what, a very what, diverse what you, what you mean by what, what, what you mean by weird no, so like when I say weird skills, it's like stuff stuff that people don't like think about. Like oh, okay. when you're like a streamer, you need like a diverse vocabulary because you're going to be talking about the same things a lot if you stream like all day. And if you find yourself repeating like the exact same words, right, you know, right. like um, you got to be like a good storyteller. Uh, you got to be good at like voice modulation and stuff because people sure. don't like you know you getting like too loud forever. But you know if you're like, Hey, what's up, guys? You know, like you know, no yeah, one's gonna sure. care, right? Um, you know, it's funny. It's so funny you say that. I'm just gonna interject really quick because I've had conversations with some of my other friends that are like YouTubers, and like they'll talk to me and be like, "Bro, I don't know how the fuck you stream every day. Like, I don't know how you." <laughs> yeah. And that, I'm looking at them like, "I don't know how the fuck you post so often. Like, how the fuck? How are you guys uploading these? Because to me, like, I know when I when I upload a video, I like streaming because I get that instant like gratification. Yeah. I'm like, I say like, "Hey guys, would you 
fuck Sonic. And then immediately people in my chat like start exploding. I'm like, okay, cool. I, you know, I said something. Yeah, yeah, Meanwhile, yeah. like I make a joke or make an edit in a YouTube video. I got to wait days for motherfuckers to even see this shit. You know, it, it's, it's like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, like the, the uploading aspect is like so daunting to me, like as, as a streamer. And it's crazy how like the reverse is true for YouTubers. Yeah. I, I mean, so like the, the thing is like, yeah, exactly. Like, I, I feel like you need a lot more energy uh, to stream, right? Mm, so, like, like, like I said, true. streaming, you know, demands a unique skill set, and it's the same thing for video production. And this is something that I've thought about a bit because I've been asked a lot by, like, friends of my family or by, like, neighbors or, like, kids of neighbors. Like, there's a kid who lived right across the street from me who was like, hey, do you make... YouTube videos or, you know, like, how would you do it? Like the, yeah. the question of like, how should you go about doing it gets asked to me a lot. And it's like, so like there are so many things that, you know, you need, like, first of all, you need to be extremely passionate about what you're doing, right? Like you need to be willing to do it. Even if like, it, it needs to be something you would do for fun as a hobby, like right. something that you would do, even if you weren't getting paid. Cause that's how YouTube started out for me. Um, like I don't, I, I'm pretty, you, you started YouTube forever ago, actually. Like yeah. we were both on it really, really early. And it was one of those things like back in the day where like the idea of doing it as a job was like totally like, I, I mean, that didn't even cross my mind. Right. Yeah. Like I loved YouTube when I was a kid, I started watching it like in 2005. Um, and people would ask me, what do you want to do for a living? YouTube never crossed my mind, uh, even though it's what I'm doing right now, but I always wanted to make YouTube videos, uh, as a hobby. So that so that's one thing you absolutely have to have. Like you cannot make content if you are only doing like if you're viewing it like you would a day job. Like right. Um. Second off, you need to have something that you know a lot about or are really good at that either you are so much better at or more knowledgeable at or uh, about than everybody else that like people will go to your content. Uh, like you basically need to be offering uh, something that nobody else is, especially now. I think oh, yeah. that gets more and more true every like every year. Um, yeah, you know what's crazy? I remember like starting out on YouTube and stuff, and the the YouTubers back then. This was like in like 2012 or whatever. They would be like, "Yeah, it's really hard to start right now because the market is so saturated and all that." Blah blah blah. Yeah, and it's I like, and it's like, bro, too, yeah. if you would have start like if you would have started back in 2012, you'd be a millionaire right now. You know, like like yeah. it's, it's it's crazy because like we say that now, it's like, oh my god, like it's so saturated. But I feel like this time, like it is true because. Like, yeah, like everybody has a smartphone they can go live on or make videos on or make TikToks on. Everybody can easily be an influencer just by like snapping their fingers. And all of a sudden, a million views on TikTok. It's, it's, it's insane. Yeah. And, um, like another thing too that you need to be able, like, you need to be able to handle, uh, my bad. I just banged my mic. I don't no, know. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you need to be able to deal with criticism. And I know that this is something that people hear all the time, but yeah. like, bro, eventually you gotta have skin made out of titanium. You cannot let anything get to you because people will attack you for anything, even if that has nothing to do with the video. Yeah. Right. And it can be like relentless, bro. Um, so like you got to be willing to deal with people saying, oh, this is bad. And I think another thing, too, about like not just like not getting your feelings hurt, but being able to see when somebody suggests something that you can fix, like seeing that as like, oh, this is a good thing, not a bad thing or like a personal. Attack, yeah. Right. I think I, I think run- the biggest bitch, too, with criticism is like it 
because like again i was we i barely like mentioned this but like we attach ourselves a lot to the content we make so when somebody yeah. has a criticism it's easy to like brush it off or whatever but that shit stings when you know it's true yeah exactly right um and i, I think it's a lot like a way bigger deal when you're first starting out yeah. than when um you're at like my size right because right now if somebody's like critical of my videos um you know i i feel like i have it in the back of my mind like oh i've succeeded you know right like, uh, like you're, you're I, already I proven myself yeah exactly but like when you have like 50 subs 100 subs or something and you upload a video that you spent like weeks or months on and somebody's just like the worst are like the comments that are just like this shit ass and they don't elaborate it's like yeah. bro tell me why <laughs> you know because then you start filling in all the blanks yourself um and like it yeah it, it's really stressful um so like th i think there are a lot of things that like you really need to um be able to handle be able to do um you you need to have like this innate passion this like um i don't want to call it talent because i feel like like video editing um mm. like you know making thumbnails and stuff this is all stuff that people can like learn but I, I feel like you just have to have this like spark that compels you to do it and you have to have this desire to get better at doing it um basically which is something that like a lot of people like here uh we were talking about street fighter 6 right before the stream started yeah. and i think that fighting games are a really good allegory for this like people still to this day complain about how difficult fighting games are because most people don't want to like work like for their entertainment basically which is fine i'm not saying that that's bad i'm right. just saying that it's like you know it's it's one of those things where it's like you know you sit down to play like a you know a video game a lot of people want something that's more intuitive like apex or call of duty or whatever than something like street fighter where you have to really work hard to even get like three hit combos to connect if you don't know what you're doing and it's sort of like like youtube is basically like the job version of that where it's like you have to like doing it and then you also have to be willing to go through this insane amount of trial and error like over and over and over until uh, you get better at it. And it's like, it, it's also difficult too to like measure uh, what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong in certain aspects, right? It's not like if you get like a math problem wrong, you can just go check your work and be like, oh, this is where I messed up. It's like, if you don't like something about a thumbnail, it's like, what? What's not working about right, this? Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, I actually had a, another question for you here. This one comes from yeah. the Discord, actually. Uh, Holus Messiah is this person's name on Discord. And he actually had a pretty good question because I think you touched on it a little bit with like having something you're very knowledgeable on. But his question is, uh, with both of you being creators, do you find security in the fact that your audience only comes to you for a specific type of content? Or do you see it as like boxing yourself in due to the fact that you can't really breach out as easily without facing backlash? So what are your thoughts on that? So this is actually something that I for, uh, completely forgot to mention. The biggest problem with YouTube, like Twitch, uh, being an influencer yeah. as a job is that there is zero job security there. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you do not have any guarantee that you're going to stay relevant. Um, you know, there are tons of people who have just had like a one hit wonder thing and then their relevance just dries up immediately. Um, I literally worry like every time i upload yep this is the death of my channel this is like <laughs> yeah you know, every, people... every time i click start stream i'm like this is yeah. the end yeah i feel yeah. that you know like i always have that in the back of my mind so like it, i totally get the feeling boxed in and i think that that's an issue 
that um, YouTube has. Oh, granted, I don't really know how they would fix that because the algorithm is very successful at what it attempts to do, mm-hmm. uh, which is get people to watch as many uh, videos as possible and consume as many ads as possible. Like when you watch a thing of a certain subject, uh, YouTube funnels you into more stuff about that subject until you get tired of it and it does the same with something else. So like, I, I guess it makes sense, but it kind of incentivizes people to make content about one thing. And yeah. I originally wanted to make a variety channel. Like I started off with the Dragon Ball stuff, Dragon Ballogy, and I would make stuff about. Like, I remember you know, that. Yeah, <laughs> long ass time way ago. back in the way back in the day, bro. Yeah. Um, and uh, I would like you know make video game content and stuff, and then I make this like Naruto video explaining the Sharingan, and um, it does okay. Then I make this follow up video about the Mangekyo Sharingan, and it does pretty well too. And then I make this Rinnegan video, and then like a week later, suddenly it's just popping off like my whole channel all my video bro i still remember like the day where i looked at my channel and like all my videos were at like five digit views i was like oh my god like i couldn't that must have been a great feeling yeah it was what i had been waiting for for, like ever bro and um then i made you know this biakugan video afterwards i think and it did well so i was like okay i guess i'm just doing the naruto lore thing for a minute here and I have ADHD, so I like hyper focus really easily. So mm-hmm. I don't even think I consciously realized that I was doing it. But then, like by the time I noticed, like I was making all this Naruto content, I was like, "Oh, I think okay, I think I'm the Naruto guy." Occasionally, I made like a couple of other things, but most of my variety stuff was from really early on, like my Death Note video. Yeah. Um, I- I'd love to make more videos about Death Note, but I don't know if anybody would click on them. So like, it, it sucks not being able to do anything else. Uh, though I do feel good knowing that I probably could succeed if I tried because I made the whole other channel. Yeah, I was, I was uh, about to bring up the Yu-Gi-Oh stuff. That shit did really well. Like you, you yeah. could you could do it if you wanted to. The, the Yu-Gi-Oh video did a little too well actually because <laughs> I didn't know if I wanted to really finish it. So, right. But I uploaded the the preview of the 2002 portion and like. I was like, okay, so this is for people who follow me on Twitter who know that I'm working on this right. and want to check it out. And then for some reason, it got picked up by the algorithm and got over a million views. And then like Ludwig watched it on his stream. I was like, what's going on? I don't think what it's like, I don't think it's like for some reason. I think like when you when you make your videos, whether it's like about you know the Naruto shit, the Yu-Gi-Oh shit. Like I think you have a very good way of like uh your uh, your scripting is pretty well uh well paced it's pretty good the way you speak is very uh is very good as well and then the videos themselves are also like I- I've watched videos from people where the information or what they're saying is like good but then like it's not visually appealing and the thing about YouTube is that it is a visual platform so you got to have something going on visually yeah. to like entertain people and i think your videos do a good job of that and it's very easy to just like throw on a swag kage video and the next thing you know like that 45 minutes or whatever just passed like really fucking quick and then you're just like oh shit like that that whole thing just went by um but one thing that i did uh want to circle back to is do you ever feel like uh like bot like you kind of touch on it like being like boxed in do you feel boxed in by naruto does that like worry you that you might run out of things to talk about or anything like that like do you do you or do you feel like like at least you have something you can keep going back to because for myself as somebody who is variety i can tell you this if uh if you are looking to get into content creation do not do 
variety. It is impossible to yeah. grow. Nobody will know you for anything. The only reason why people have found me is through like pretty much my friends or whatever the fuck, because like it, it's impossible to to grow when you're not known for anything, right? So for me, I get a lot of anxiety about like, okay, what am I gonna stream? Like, what can I do that's gonna keep people entertained? What do I even make for my YouTube channel? Because uh, to succeed on YouTube, you have to be focused. But like, I have no focus for my like content. Like, what do I what do I do for that shit? And it gives me a lot of anxiety. And there's sometimes where I just wish that like I never stopped doing like Dragon Ball shit because while I didn't really love it, there was some simplicity in knowing like, okay. I'm doing a Xenoverse 2 video today or I'm streaming Xenoverse 2 today or I'm playing fucking Dokkan Battle. There was something kind of like uh, reassuring, I guess, about that. Yeah, um, I definitely agree that it's nice. It's like really comforting knowing that I can always go back to Naruto and it will do well. Um, the main thing that I wish was that, and I guess we're going to talk about this later, but I wish Boruto was better because, man, <laughs> I would be Scrooge McDuck right now if Boruto was as hype as DBS was. And I don't like Dragon Ball Super either, yeah, but Dragon people Super got sucks. more hype about the moments in Dragon that Ball is Super true. than they have in Boruto. Like, Boruto had the two big things. It was the Momoshiki fight and then the Ishiki fight. Yeah. That was it. I guess the Jigen fight also got people excited, but that was really it. Nobody cares about anything else unless it has uh, something to do with Naruto and Sasuke. Shit, let's and talk about that. it now then. Fuck it. Bor yeah, yeah. Bor Boruto's ass. What you got? What you got to say about it? Like what? What? Yeah. So, <laughs> let, 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 let me as as a casual, let me like sort of give you my perspective on Boruto, and you probably sure, have yeah. watched or read it a lot more, so you can actually go into more detail. I actually not finished the anime i'm not doing no it. one i, I just you. refuse no one blames and, you. i've only read through the manga once uh at first i legit like couldn't do it i was just too bored but then i skipped the movie recap stuff yeah. and i was like okay fine now i can do it and uh so i've read through the manga once okay so, um, so i'm not as well versed in it as i am naruto but i do remember enough to talk about it okay so from my perspective with boruto um again haven't read or haven't read a single chapter haven't i've watched some episodes but what what it feels like to me is something that like one 100 percent does not need to exist two is something that like is 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 pretty much like taking from the legacy of its of its predecessor in naruto and naruto shippuden and is like really trying to ride on that wave but i think the most uh egregious thing that boruto does is that it's just not special in any way like it, 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 there's nothing there that entices me to to go back to it to watch it and in fact the only time i ever hear about boruto is when the characters from the original series show up and do something cool like when the like why isn't like what is it about boruto that makes boruto hard to succeed like what exactly in that manga is failing so bad that it can't captivate any like any audience i know i know trust me i'm sure the comments will be you know we'll have some folks in there i know boruto got its dick riders it definitely does yeah uh -huh. but i can tell you that first <laughs> yeah like i know anytime i like say first of all any anime has dick riders i mean black clover does niggas sent me death threats but regardless um <laughs> boruto like they they have people that no bro like Bor it's actually good in this in this chapter of the month whatever 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 but it's like bro the culture just ain't there for boruto like boruto don't got 
heat. It just is what it is. So now somebody that's actually read it, Swag Kage here, maybe you can go into a little bit more detail about what is failing so bad with Boruto. So I've been thinking about this a lot. And I'm not, I'm never super sure. But I think the main thing that doesn't work is the main characters, right? Because mm. the, so like, Boruto is obviously not the worst protagonist ever. And I get his appeal to a certain extent. Like, I get right. why people like him. And people argue about this all the time. They're like, oh, well, you know, well, he's actually an effective character because you can be, be, be. But I think the thing is, people get bogged down in, like, you know, um, analyzing, oh, is he actually, like, bad mm. or like you know like like in a measurable sense or like what what i'm talking about that doesn't work about like boruto sarada and mitsuki is like they're just not as interesting uh to most people it seems like um True. there there's just not like a hook for boruto that works the same way like naruto's hook does like you watch uh, one episode or read one chapter of Naruto and you kind of like that kid already. You want to right. see him succeed. And the thing is, there are tons of people who dropped Naruto for a while who would eventually come back to it because they were just like, man, I really wonder what's Naruto up to. Or like, um, you know, uh, does he ever become Hokage? Or like, you know, uh, is Sasuke ever going to get revenge on Itachi? But like, there are no plot or character hooks like that with boruto sarada and mitsuki i mean sarada literally like i don't know if she's supposed to, I'm, she's probably not supposed to be the sasuke that's more like uh kawaki mm. and even kawaki this kind of applies to but like sarada does not have anything much less anything as interesting as sasuke's conflict with itachi right um, boruto's goals are like very vague from what i remember like he doesn't have anything as um emotionally uh resonant with me as like naruto wanting to prove himself that he can be you know hokage even though he has all of these like uh issues with him and stuff right like i, I another thing too is i feel like part of it comes from trying to read boruto for the first time as an adult versus mm. um reading naruto as, as like, a kid, a kid or watching but naruto as a kid I maybe but i i still feel like if I tried to get into Naruto right mm. now, I'd still be able to do it, I feel like. I, yeah, because the thing is, Naruto starts off, right? I'm pretty sure it's like the first episode where he steals the the Forbidden Scroll yep. and then is in the... Like, that is a fire pilot. And then not yeah. too long after that, we get the Zabuza and, and Haku. Like, that yeah. is crazy pacing in the beginning like no it, it, it's it's actually incredible right, right? like you, especially, you especially the zabuza to, part like, to, to this yeah. day people still regard that little the zabuza few little episode arc to be one of the best arcs in anime and that happens in the very beginning of naruto like we don't yeah. like we didn't have anything like that for boruto you you also just don't have any character introductions as memorable as like kakashi or like, I mean, keep in mind, Boruto is deep in right now, right? You don't have any character introductions as memorable as like Kakashi, like Itachi, mm. um, you know, Rock Lee, Gara. Like, you know, th there are no moments for like new characters in Boruto as iconic as like you know, Sand Coffin or like right. kicking Sasuke in the face or uh, Kakashi, like, you know, giving his whole uh, those who abandon their friends are even worse than that. Like, those speeches, like, you know, even 
I guess you'd call them one-off villains. Like Zabuza and Haku are way more memorable than right. like Delta or Boro. I, I like think another Boruto. bad part too about Boruto is that like it, I could be completely wrong on this, but when I watch like that Momoshiki fight or whatever, like isn't this is still very early on in Boruto, and isn't this nigga like? Like on some god level shit, like yes. like 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 what? Like you are in the beginning of your anime and you're already fighting God. Like that is that's crazy. Where do yeah, you go from there? It's so weird that like okay, so they're gonna make these new protagonists that are Naruto's age in part one, um, and then like they're just going to make the opponents people stronger than the people from the end of Shippuden. Like it's weird. Like it would have been yeah. cool if there was more grounded stuff. Like, you know, like one thing that people complained about is like, oh, you know, the stuff in Naruto escalated too quickly. We didn't get more of like the Zabuza type stuff. And it's like, okay, so yeah, you know, Boruto's a good opportunity for that, except they just don't do it. Like they, yes, there are missions of that nature, I guess, but it just goes to like, I mean, I, I think that like the first mission that Boruto goes on in the manga is like after that. Anyway, I, I guess the like the plot of that works as a movie but i don't think you know that like like boruto sarada mitsuki and them i don't think that you know the concepts in boruto are good enough to sustain an entire series mm. yeah i would agree because it's kind of like what you what you touched on like they they they're treating boruto as a continuation of shippuden rather than like its own thing so like at the end of shippuden i mean they fucking they fight madara kaguya like literally like like li literally gods you know what i mean like it's, it's not yeah. some crazy shit so then they think they have to like keep one upping that but it's like bro it makes no sense because this nigga boruto this nigga like six years old he's a toddler yeah. like what like what the <laughs> like, you want this motherfucker to fight god no so of course you're gonna have to bring back naruto and sasuke and stuff like that to handle these threats but now what you're doing when you're doing that is you're neutering the development of your your young guys your young characters Characters. And I think like yeah. it's it's important that you have something that can escalate well and have like like Boruto doesn't have to save the world doesn't have to save the village like have something be a little bit more smaller scale to keep what? building up Boruto and all these other characters. What's crazy is Naruto already does that right like it literally has the exact same thing in the tuning exams where uh the third mm. hokage fights orochimaru and naruto and sasuke and all of them are busy fighting somebody else that's not as strong as orochimaru right. Right. and for some reason they were just like hmm th nah that's that idea sucks we're going to have boruto kill momoshiki with a rasengan <laughs> at the end like why that's, not, that's that's on some fucking that's on some game of thrones season eight shit it's so <laughs> like, stupid literally. like just disregarding everything that like made the thing work and the and like well it makes me so mad when people point to like oh well you know naruto had crazy moments fighting people stronger than him like you, you know he'd be he'd be kabuto with the the rasengan it's like okay well first of all jiraiya and Tsunade were helping him right that's that's mm. one thing second off no he did not beat kabuto kabuto got back up afterwards and naruto just damaged him and that was naruto's like you know, main contra. It's not like he picked up the Mega Giga Rasengan that, like, is the, the biggest jutsu ever made and shoved it. Yeah, into and the and by the way, the, the Rasengan that took Naruto, what like fucking like it took him how long to learn how to do that shit? Yeah. And then yeah, like, he, and then fucking yeah. here comes Boruto walking out like, "Hey, Dad, look what I can do!" Like, bro, yeah. what? Yeah, he can just throw <laughs> it by accident. It's so. <laughs> Like, it's just weird. Like, I mean, I'm fine with them being talented or whatever, but it just doesn't go anywhere. I don't think it's as interesting as, uh, 
the original series is. And I think the biggest thing, the thing that makes me the most annoyed is that it doesn't add to the the universe mm. or like the mythos at all Real in shit. any way that's meaningful it, because it feels like a it feels like a like a knockoff or a spinoff you know you know mm-hmm. so it's like if you wanted to be a continuation make it a continuation if you wanted to be its own thing be its own thing but it kind of feels like this bastard child that like they sort of like low-key don't even claim yeah no it's it's weird right because like you look at the boruto characters like the new characters from boruto and then you look at all of the characters that appeared in like um, part one and ship it in. And it's like, okay, so like if we're making like a fighting game roster, mm-hmm. who would you rather have like Sarada or <laughs> like literally any of the Konoha 11, like Hinata, Shino, you would probably pick, you know, the one of the Konoha 11. They're, yeah. they're probably more interesting. Uh, who would you rather have like Boro or like Delta or any Akatsuki member, Hidan, Kakazu, like one, one of the That's Akatsuki, real shit. Right? Even, real even shit. Kabuto. You'd probably pick Kabuto over over like Delta or Boro. Or I, I'd rather have Kabuto in a game than like Jigen or Ishiki. And Kabuto's like a mook. He's not even like a main bad guy until the very end of the series. Give me so, Zetsu over any Boruto character, yeah. gang. Yeah, I, I think I agree with that. It's just like, it, it, so, you know, People have talked about the Star Wars prequels a lot, and I think that it's kind of analogous here because regardless of whether you like the Star Wars prequels, mm. it's just impossible to deny that they added so much cool shit uh, they did. to like the mythos, like all the games um, that are centered around the prequels. You know, like the Battlefront games, uh, you know, the Kotor games, all the concepts that get added in those movies like get used in some of the best um, non like main movie Star Wars media. Yeah. And then that's just not the case with like Boruto. And I mean, also like the, you know, the new Star Wars movies, like, <laughs> you know, like nobody, like people remember like double bladed lightsabers and like general Grievous and Darth Maul more than like, I don't know, like Exegol or like the like, red stormtroopers the thing, or whatever. The thing is like, while the prequels are ass, yeah, Grievous is one of the coldest characters ever conceived. Exactly, like, right? Yeah, like and, and one of the coldest. Like, if Boruto was just like bad, but had <clears throat> like cool new shit, like lore wise or yeah. whatever in it, I could give it a pass. Especially because that would benefit me, because then I can make videos about it, right? But even as somebody who's like setting aside the fact that it's my job to talk about Naruto, just as like a fan, it yeah. just sucks that there's like nothing really new to think about. And the new stuff that is there, like Baryon mode, definitely feels like it was worked in. Like they started from, okay, we need a new form and worked backwards from there. Right. Not like it was just something that they were like, oh, the, you know, it's not like it like manifested organically or anything like that, if that makes sense. So would you say at this point, Boruto is worse than Dragon Ball GT? Oh. Uh... Probably, yeah. I mean, I like GT more than most people do, honestly. I do, too. I don't think Boruto has any arc that's as good as Super 17. I think that it's weird how much hate that arc gets, because I think that arc's actually solid. See, it's it's hard for me to to talk about that, because GT, I still have a lot of nostalgia for, because I still remember, like, to this day... Actually, it's funny. I think I went to, like, a GameStop or whatever, traded in some games... And then they had like Dragon Ball uh, GT DVDs. And one of them was actually uh, the Super 17 arc or whatever the fuck. 
and it was like maybe like twelve bucks or something, and I and I bought it, and I was like, "Yo, this is this is really cool." I got to see more Dragon Ball and stuff like that, and then eventually, you know, I started watching, uh, you know, the Omega Shenron arc and all that stuff, and all that build up with the Black Dragon Balls, and then the Gogeta, and then one of my favorite moments ever is when Super Saiyan Four Gogeta first comes on the scene, and he is just beating the shit out of omega shenron and then so just like cool, and then just toying with him doing the the big bang comedy i mean but then the streamers come out i remember it so vividly when i watched it as a kid and i feel like like boruto like even though even though i did watch the momoshiki fight it was cool i did enjoy that but like that could have happened in shippuden like that did not need to happen that's, like in that's boruto. exactly the thing right there's nothing about boruto that necessitates that and the thing is okay People will talk about how good like the <clears throat> choreography is and stuff. And yes, all of the that is really good. Um, but it's like you don't really care about the outcome of the fight because first of all, okay, the movie already happened. Everybody yeah. knows that they win. Second off, Momoshiki's not killing Naruto Sasuke, blowing up the planet, killing everybody. <laughs> you know, this this is an issue that a lot of things run into. I'm not yeah. saying that Boruto is bad because you know the bad guys going to win but but it's like this is kind of a problem that you run into with a lot of boruto fights where like you know i i think a lot of good shonen fights because they recognize how stupid it is you know to try and convince the reader or the viewer like oh well you know uh piccolo is gonna actually blow up the the planet yeah. maybe i don't know so <laughs> like toriyama does something where he's like okay well maybe i can't trick you into believing that will happen but what if goku loses the world tournament because mm. Piccolo knocks him out of bounds, huh? Mm. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, okay. You know, like, I thought that was really clever. That is clever. Uh, you know, stuff like um, when Itachi and Sasuke fought, I mean, maybe I'm naive for this. I thought Sasuke might die. Um, mm. When Naruto and Sasuke first fought in the final finale in part one, I thought one of them might die for sure. I was really, really worried. And then mm. the crazy thing, Sasuke actually wins that fight. Yeah. You know, it totally breaks convention. Yeah. And like it affects the series for the whole rest of it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that doesn't stop being relevant until and then the very, very end. The good part about that, too, is like then you have debates of like, okay, did Sasuke only win because Naruto didn't want to actually kill him? Did he hold back? Yeah. Like, all, and it, it, it creates like a debate. And, then, you know, that type of stuff is like, is, is really fun. Um, yeah. And, you know, that's the stuff that I feel like. It's not only devoid in Boruto, but kind of in anime in general. Like, like, like when you think about it, like all all the classics, you know, uh, shit like um like Naruto, Dragon Ball, uh, even Bleach. I don't know about One Piece. I've I've never read One Piece, but like, there's always like these debates that go on, like in yeah. universe that are like they kind of add something to it, at least culturally. So it's kind of I mean, like, so yeah, go ahead. I have my feelings about like One Piece, um, and I haven't read a lot of Bleach. I got one of like the Vizbigs or Omnibuses or whatever yeah. it's called, and read through all three volumes of it, and then couldn't get any more. Uh, but I really liked what was there, and I know a little bit more about Bleach. So uh, I hate sounding like like an old head, uh, but again, even though I don't love One Piece, and I dropped it like twenty ish volumes in, I still think it's better than like Boruto my hero uh, a lot of the oh, new stuff and again yeah. i hate sounding like an old head but i agree with you there's just something like there that like <clears throat> but okay so like demon slayer i i i couldn't even finish it i got like halfway into season oh two, wow you're a bigger like, hater than me <laughs> but i was just like this is it's just so boring okay so like the problem with demon slayer um it, it lacks what you know like 
Naruto, One Piece, stuff like this has where like, okay, so obviously Tanjiro is going to save Nezuko. She's not going to be a demon anymore. He's going to beat Muzan. This is a foregone mm. conclusion. Right. Nobody believes that that is not going to happen by the end of the series. You cannot find one person who genuinely thinks that. Okay. So like we were talking about earlier with like, you know, the, the secondary stakes of the Goku versus Piccolo tournament fight. You need some B stories, right? Some secondary plot hooks, which Naruto does very well. Uh, you know, eventually, like we just talked about Sasuke leaves. So you want to know if Naruto is ever going to bring him back. Uh, you have Sasuke killing Itachi, mm. uh, restoring his clan. Naruto becoming Hokage, which is yeah. one of the, like, that that's the obvious one. Naruto becoming Hokage. But, um, you know, th there's all this other stuff along the way, too. You have clear, like, milestones that are set up immediately like, you know, tuning, joning, you get introduced to joning in the first arc, and then there's the tuning exam. And it's mm. like, well, okay, I'm kind of invested to see if Naruto's going to win these. And, you know, he doesn't. And then, like, right after that, uh, like, Sasuke leaves the village. And so you have, like, all of these things that are keeping you invested beyond the promise that Naruto's going to become Hokage. One Piece does this very well by introducing you to a bajillion, trillion, gajillion different characters. Like, everybody who likes One Piece says... Oh, well, you know, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey, which I definitely think is the appeal of that series. Um, I think that um, I, I didn't read far enough into Bleach to know if this was the case, um, but I did like the character interactions there. And it seemed like it was going to get more interesting. Like I mm. wanted to keep reading it more than I wanted to read Demon Slayer after the beginning because Demon Slayer promises you that it's going to, you know, introduce you to this cool setting and world. And it's like, okay. He's going to, you know, save Nezuko. Fine, sure. Yeah. What's going to happen along the way? Nothing. Zero other things. There are Wait, no you're... other interesting stuff. I don't think I could ever, like, like, put a finger on what was, like, weird about Demon Slayer. But I think that's kind of it. Because, like, you do have, like, these, um, these, these moments or whatever the fuck. But, like, in between, like, the big moments, like, really nothing happens. And I think it's yeah. very apparent, like... After episode 19 of Demon Slayer, like after episode 19 where, you know, the big fight happens or whatever, the rest of the series or the rest of that season, like you get introduced to the Hashiras or whatever the fuck, but like nothing really fucking happens like at all. Yeah. And I think the fights are just, I mean, look, I'm, I might sound crazy for this. I think the fights as pretty as they are, are boring because I like, I think that context for a fight. Mm. is really 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 important and i mean the thing is you know what's going to happen you know that tanjiro is not going to die in any of the ones that he's involved in and i was guessing that like inosuke and zenitsu weren't going to die either i was right they didn't and i don't think many of the demons are that interesting i like the drum guy though that fight is really really cool i mm. actually really like that, that one. Was but i didn't like yeah, I didn't like the spider kid. I didn't like the first couple demons that they fought. Um, <clears throat> I thought, like, as pretty and flashy as it was, it was just boring. And some people will say, no, but it does have subplots and stuff. You get the backstory for every demon that Tanjiro kills. It's I actually like, don't yeah, like that they do that. I agree. And also, I think that it's, like, because it's not... Okay, so, like, the, the Naruto examples that I used, those are just something that's in the back of your mind right. at all times, bro. You know, like you're, I mean, I, I'm sure like you were talking to people at school about this or, you know, like you've seen like the conversations that were going on, like while Naruto was still running about like, oh, you know, is Sasuke actually going to go join Orochimaru? I have no idea you right. know, that stuff, but it's like that, that didn't happen with me and Demon Slayer. Like it's, it's that, that's totally different than like 
finding some information that's totally irrelevant to the plot out about like one of these demons that Tanjiro just beat. And another thing that I hate is how like comically binary black and white the morality is, bro. There's mm. literally evil soul devouring demons as the enemies and the good guys. <laughs> I think I think the, I think the way they try to supplement that is through the 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 backstory or whatever for the demons so they could be like hey see maybe the demons they 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 have their own trials and tribulations too but it's like you're you're throwing in these flashbacks to these demons like right before they're about to fucking die like i don't care yeah. like like you're building these right. guys up too late i don't care they're the, they're the ops like i like if if i'm reading or watching this I'm rooting for Tanjiro and Nezuko. Obviously, they're the protagonists, right? So then the, here comes this demon. Like, yeah, I've just killed like 16 different people and ate them alive. Now what? Yeah. And then Tanjiro fucks him up. And then it's like, but wait, let me tell you my story real quick. And then <laughs> yeah, it goes to their story. And I'm just like, I'm like, bro, I don't care. I'm, I'm sure somebody will call me a hypocrite. Like, isn't that exactly <clears throat> what happens with Pain and Naruto? But like, I don't know. I feel that like. pain shit here. I don't give a. It's, I, it's, it's I, totally I different. <laughs> yeah. No, because the thing is, Naruto earns the right to hear all that stuff. You know, like, I don't even know if the demons tell Tanjiro this. I think you just see oh, it like in their head. Yeah. Yeah. The I, time. Yeah. True. True. But like Naruto is like, what happened to cause you to be like this? You know, and I don't know. I feel like the answer to that is more interesting because like pain blew up the village and okay. uh, killed Jiraiya. So stuff. I have a question that might put our friendship in the balance here. Okay, sure. What do you feel about Jujutsu Kaisen? I watched the first episode and I have seen some of the fights. Okay. I did not think that the premise of Jujutsu Kaisen was that interesting so i put it on hold but i do plan on reading it mm. however it is impossible to deny that like the action scenes in that show are like the choreography and like all the fights are just insane right so i'm worried that i won't care about like the characters or the plot which is what keeps happening when i try to watch like new anime that people uh recommend to me but jujitsu kaisen does have like kind of like the dragon ball band-aid where um the action is just so good that it honestly like, yeah like cares. so for jujutsu kaisen um i actually had the same worries about like not getting attached to the characters or anything or anything like that but i actually think jujutsu kaisen does a really good job at like they're not gonna be like deep or intricate characters you know like, that's not what the show is really going for but you're gonna like you're gonna like seeing these characters interact i actually equate okay. jujutsu kaisen very similarly to bleach uh, and it's okay. you know it's 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 no it's no uh, secret that the the creator of Jujutsu Kaisen he said that he is very heavily influenced by Bleach and I think it comes across uh, a lot you know domain expansions are pretty much Bankai and like a, a lot of w the the way the characters are interacting with one another reminds me a lot of Bleach the biggest reason yeah. why Bleach is like one of my favorite shonen if not my favorite shonen is because I love those characters so much I would watch them do fucking anything i don't care yeah, what it is I like i just want to see so these guys important. do shit and jujutsu kaisen does something very similar and that's why i really really like jujutsu kaisen i think that that is like the recipe for like a good show like yeah. no matter what like even even beyond like anime like that's one of the reasons i like breaking bad or like the sopranos or like uh game of thrones so much is because well with game of thrones it's when when the characters are actually written right. well and <laughs> yeah. accurately but um, you can take them and put them in any situation and it will be interesting. Like in Game of Thrones, a lot of the time it's really funny. Same with like Breaking Bad and uh, The Sopranos too. And I feel like that, like 
a lot of series do not like this is a problem that i have with boruto where the characters are not interesting independent of like really high stakes um yeah. like uh interactions right like oh we got to save the world in order to be interesting uh type thing but like in you know um naruto i like seeing the characters interact regularly uh i feel the same way about like attack on titan uh death note is incredible about this too right like mm. just any dialogue scene in death note is usually extremely compelling um and so yeah i i think like making characters where no matter what they're doing they're interesting to watch is like really important yeah so if jujitsu kaisen does it well then like yeah i'll probably like it okay so um moving on before we get to our next topic chat it is time that we crown a waifu of the week now i know you weren't really expecting this but do you have <laughs> anybody that you would be willing to call your waifu of the week for 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 this week uh well obviously it would be my fiance Alyssa, but if i have to pick a fictional character correct um so there are two characters that Alyssa does not get jealous about at all and actually <laughs> actively tries to put me on and those are Tsunade and Chun-Li uh she oh, has straight goodness. up told me. so so I told her like I was like look bro I'm loyal like if Tsunade mm. or Chun-Li or like so we were sitting in the living room and I pointed over to the kitchen which is like clearly visible from it I was like if they right. were right over there getting naked I would not be looking I would be like do your thing and then she was like no you better look it's mm. just the only chance you're gonna get it. So I was like, all right, sure. So I probably pick uh if I had to pick between the two of them, I'd probably say Tsunade. Mm. She is very, very, very cool. And um you know, beyond that, well really this is, I mean, uh, this, is everybody... where we, this is where we differ a little a little bit here. Uh chat for my uh, for for the first episode, uh the waifu of the week was uh was Gloria the hippo. Um so this week uh, okay i see, I see. <laughs> so this week um may, i think people may agree more so with my next waifu of the week um it is going to have to be uh uh low bunny um from pokemon uh shout out pokemon scarlet and violet uh dropping soon um you know had to bring had to bring attention to this yeah. queen to this goddess you know what I'm saying? Bro, um, I know people who were actually like, hey, I mean, I'm like, and I was like, come on, bro, you gotta be kidding. And they were like, I mean, and I, I was like, you man. know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, you know, I, I gotta give a, the wife of the week to, to sure. a, a classic bad bitch. You know what it is. I don't know why yeah, I don't yeah. get sponsors. Okay. So now <laughs> mo <laughs> moving on. It's time for the topic. Bro, of... my friend Chris just messaged me on Discord. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> it's time for the topic of the day: Naruto versus Dragon Ball Z. What are you taking? Oh, uh, I okay. So I'm not trying to cop out here. This is a difficult question for me. Mm. I like them both a lot, like mm. big time. They both excel at a lot of things um so if i have to look at dragon ball the whole series mm. and naruto the whole series dragon ball definitely has its low points like in gt and super um and naruto has the early war arc and uh boruto though i'm putting boruto a few tiers below the early war arc just so we're clear yeah absolutely um, <laughs> but at its peak 
I think I liked Naruto a little bit more, but I, mm. I mean, it's really hard. I don't, I hate arguing about this because it's like, I don't yeah. like pairing either of them down. Like why we got to pit two bad bitches yeah. against each other. But yeah, exactly. um, I have no problem doing that. I live for toxicity. Dragon Ball Z sure. is fucking ass. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Obviously <laughs> I, I, I love Dragon Ball Z as much as the next guy, like Dragon Ball Z in a very real way shaped like me as a person. Like I, I, I yeah. still remember to this day, I'll never forget this. The first time I saw Trunks, Trunks coming through, slicing up Frieza. Like, bro, like I just saw Goku fight Frieza for like three months. And then here comes yeah. this fucking cool ass guy with a cool ass jacket and a sword cutting this bitch up in like uh, 30 seconds. So I remember I went right into my kitchen. As soon as the episode finished airing, I went into the kitchen. I took the fucking the 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 broom shit off the handle and i started swinging the broom like like i was trunks with, with a sword and my mom's like bro what the fuck are you doing and i was like don't talk to me wench i'm i'm trunks it's like what the fuck is a trunks i said you'll, you'll understand at some point so like very big impact dragon ball z like had on me as a kid yeah that but being I, said though i think naruto is like better because just from like a, a a character and plot standpoint, like I'm sorry, like, I always bring this up every time I talk about Naruto. You will like Dragon Ball Z does not have anything on the level of like finding out Itachi was actually a good guy the whole bro, time. Oh like, my god! Like oh my god, bro! I could. Bro. I, I was in the same position as Sasuke. I was like, he's yeah, lying, I was like, bro. I, I was like, I was like, fuck Itachi, wax it, get this bitch out of here. He's he's a he killed every get him out of yeah. here and then you find out Itachi did it all because he loves his brother and he yeah. couldn't he was supposed to kill Sasuke he couldn't bring himself like bro come on, bro bro yeah. bro no the the amount of curveballs that yeah. are like present in Naruto that are like world shattering like mm. when you just see like I, I think the twist that uh Toby was not actually Madara. Right. I can't think of a better way to reveal it than just showing the real Madara <laughs> beat everyone's ass, right? Like that that moment is and it's crazy too because that moment comes at a point where like a lot of people are like, I don't know, Naruto kind of fell off and Madara is like, oh okay, sure, whatever, bro. <laughs> it changes everybody's mind immediately. Um, yeah. you know, with his entrance. So yeah, like I like Dragon Ball, I think, has incredible pacing. The action is, like, you know, like, Toriyama is a genius, right? Like, everybody agrees that he's... 100%. Like, you know, in... um, Definitely in the conversation about, like, you know, the best um artist when it comes to, like, drawing fights and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Naruto tops that, especially not, like, manga to manga. However, like you said, I think that, like, there are so many twists... And so much like there's so much that's really compelling, like right. And I think it's it, gonna it's, it's gonna depend on what you value more because I think yeah. I agree with you. Like, I mean, I don't think I can think of a single fight in Naruto that like hit like Goku versus Frieza or like Gohan versus Cell. Like, I'm there's just no fucking comparison. Where the fights in Naruto really excel is like in the uh, in like the 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 what it means to them like personally you know like the naruto versus sasuke fight like that's not like that's i not will as... say mm-hmm. i think that the action in that fight is as good as it is very a lot good. of the it best is dragon good. ball fights it is but um i i agree with you that like the context for it is so much better than any of that uh stuff that's in dragon ball because it's like well you know if naruto loses that fight there are like serious consequences and then he does 
and you see those consequences for the whole rest of the series, right? Yeah. Uh, um, so, but, but I just think that in, in the context of like, uh, or in the, in the case of the Naruto fights or whatever, like I, it, it, I don't cons- like, I don't see like the, the fights themselves outside of like Naruto versus Sasuke, maybe being like on the same level of impactful as like Goku versus even Goku versus Vegeta and the regular Saiyan saga, Goku versus Frieza. Yeah. Like these are like. People will talk about this till the end of time as like some of the best uh, yeah. shit that anime's ever done. But at the same time, like I, I don't think uh, I don't think Dragon Ball has anything like as intricate as like Pain's whole storyline and everything that happened with Pain. And like I don't think they have anything as intricate as like Itachi and like all the and, and the the great part about it too is that I do think some some shit in Naruto felt a little ass pulley, but for the most part, a lot of those big plot details like. They're, like Kishimoto was giving you those breadcrumbs throughout the whole thing, yeah. like you know what I mean. Like it, 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 it like the good thing about a twist is like a, a good twist will hit you out of left field, but when it hits, it'll also be like, damn, like that makes sense. And especially yeah. on rewatches, you'll be like, damn, this shit makes sense. Like another anime that does that really well is Attack on Titan. Like when you yeah, rewatch Attack on, Attack on is, <laughs> yeah, when you oh rewatch God. Attack on Titan, you're like, how was I so fucking dumb? Like it's literally yeah. so obvious, but like that's what makes good storytelling and good twists, and that's why I have Naruto over Dragon Ball Z. So another thing with Naruto too is I feel like I and other like kids like me like really, really, really needed somebody like Naruto mm. when I was the age uh, that I started watching the show. Right, like this kid. Like okay, so I had like really bad. ADHD when I was a kid and it made me act like a weirdo right Mm. like early on in school like um so like I also had like a whole lot of like issues between like myself and my parents and I didn't actually like I still don't really know my biological parents that well like uh grew up with my grandparents like I just had a whole lot of shit like external factors that caused me to feel really insecure about myself and the thing is I didn't really know that it was like ADHD and like shit like that and I was like unmedicated Mm. and so I just thought like oh wow something's like fucking like wrong with me and like I you know then like I see Naruto and like Naruto I was like oh wait that's me you know Mm. Um, Naruto is this kid who has this thing that he doesn't know anything about and then he finds out like oh he's you know the nine-tailed demon fox spirit that's why everybody hates him yeah and like so um, like your ADHD was your yeah exactly and that's another thing too where it, it kind of annoys me when people are just like, oh, well, you know, Naruto actually, he was just, you know, he he was blessed the whole time. The nine-tailed fox turned out to be a good thing. And it's like, yeah, that's because he made it a good thing. That's, mm. that's exactly how I feel about my ADHD, right? Like, it started off as this, like, huge detriment that, like, caused, you know, like, me to, like, suffer and, like, you know, uh, struggle a lot in life. But I was able to turn it into this, like, fucking superpower for, like, video production right. stuff through the, like hyperfixation stuff but yeah like i i just thought that naruto like you know and he he really did try his best and nobody gave a shit and like you see it and mm. you, like you struggle with him you watch everything that he goes through and like you know he's stupid and he's like annoying and arrogant but you can tell that his heart's in the right place and like for me specifically it was impossible not to want him to succeed and i got so invested in that and then on top of all that there are all these other characters like you know 
Sasuke, who just, you know, like he, he loses his whole family. And like, I really started getting attached to Sasuke like mm. later on, like deeper into like Shippuden and stuff. Um, you know, when I was in like, you know, like my being like an angsty, edgy teenager, you know, yeah, like, I think we you know, all like, had that face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where we had like the Sasuke avatar and stuff. Yeah. Like I, I started getting like, there are just so many, um, naruto characters that i found mm. like a lot of comfort and like um you know i was like oh i see myself in you like oh i'm not the only one like type of thing and like dragon ball like okay i was like i was obsessed with dragon ball as a kid right like unhealthily obsessed with it like i played every annual game that came out you know i talked like i memorized all the lore and stuff yeah but i did the same thing with naruto and i think that naruto like helped me out like on a personal level you know it's funny um, that you mentioned that about relating to naruto i've never heard like somebody like relate to like having that the karama or whatever but like that's like a more symbolic thing so that was like really dope to to listen to because for me like one thing that i related to about naruto was uh, when I was younger, I moved around a lot. So, like, I was always going yeah. to new schools and I never had friends. And I always felt, like, alone and outcasted. Like, everybody, like, for example, like, I went to, like, four different high schools, like, in, in one year in the ninth grade. And, like, the thing is, like, one thing that I noticed, like, every different high school I went to, people were already in friend groups that they were in since they were in, like, elementary school like there'll be there'll be kids like oh yeah this guy's been my friend since i was like four and i'm like i don't have that like I, it felt yeah. so lonely and like and seeing that especially in the early uh portions of naruto it's like god damn like like that that like it feels like me like like seeing you know naruto be like and naruto had it even worse like being like actively attacked but you know i you know i, I also could relate to that like when when people would like bully me or do any bullshit like that, it's like damn, like this is like this is crazy because it's like it's literally like it, it kind of per, uh, like has a good representation of what it feels like to be alone. And I think the thing I always think about is obviously the the iconic classic scene of you know Naruto alone on the on the swing or whatever, watching all the other kids and shit like together or whatever the fuck. Like that shit is like. It's it's burned into my memory forever yeah. because it means something so much more than like than something surface level. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I don't think that there's anything wrong with Dragon Ball being a very basic and linear story. Um, I think that it excels. Right. At it. I just sure. like what Naruto is attempting to do more, and I think that Naruto, uh, especially at its best, does it just as well as what Dragon Ball does. Uh, uh as what Dragon Ball is attempting to do. I mean. You know, um, like, and I mean, there are so many different aspects to it, right? Because, yeah. you know, you have that and then there are like a bajillion <laughs> different characters who are all super like um, intriguing. And I think that they're all written like very, very well. They feel like real people. Mm. And I like especially, you know, like rereading or rewatching the series now, like Tsunade was like she like when I was a kid watching it, this was like a jaded, cynical adult woman right or like you know jiraiya as well like i had no overlap with these characters at all i didn't understand them but like now you know going back and like look like you see characters like pain or like tsunade and stuff and i'm like oh wow you know like I, you like you just like it's been, like all the stuff has been there the whole time right like i think tsunade is one of the most well-written female characters um 
in like anime or manga, like in, in Shonen Jump, I should say. Yeah, I, you know, especially I, I, in that first arc. A hundred percent. And I also really love, uh, I think what really helped me like connect with Tsunade more and stuff is like when you, when you find out about like, uh, her, Jiraiya and, uh, and, uh, Orochimaru's past together, like that yeah. shit is just like, like, damn, like, like you really got to appreciate when, uh, 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 a manga author can actually accurately and 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 do good justice to female characters because I feel like in yeah. anime, like Jesus fucking, I mean, isn't that like what my hero is getting a lot of shit for? Like they <laughs> for don't, all that, motherfucker that, does not seen that chapter. Cover? Oh ah. my days! But like, you, you know what I'm like? Like one thing it, I'll give Kishimoto is that like his female characters are just characters and like they're they're yeah. just good characters. So like I uh, he deserves he props had... for that. I wish that he had done a little bit more with them. And I think mm. it gets a lot of flack that isn't necessarily justified for like, like people say that this is a Naruto specific problem that like Kishimoto can't write female characters, but it's like, well, you look at like Tsunade and like, I guess Sakura has like a couple of issues, but like, there's nothing wrong with like Tsunade, Sakura on the whole, like Tamari. I think that like Hinata's little subplot with Naruto was really cute. Like literally everybody liked it um you know like yeah i i mean i agree they have like less to do than the male characters yeah and there aren't as many compelling like female character arcs and journeys but like that applies to like, a lot of other shonen like you said like i don't care about any of the female characters in the whole first like three or four seasons of my hero that i watched like before i dropped it um, maybe they get better later on. I don't know. They don't. But um, okay, okay. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Um, <laughs> you know, like Dragon Ball, it's like, bro, we don't like Bulma's cool, but we <laughs> what happens to her in early Dragon Ball? Oh my god! Like, okay, like there are two periods of time where we can examine Bulma. The one where she's getting like, like the the where Kishi, uh, not Kishi, sorry, Toriyama is being like hella weird and creepy and like drawing her naked and getting her in these like weird like exploitative situations and stuff mm. and then the the part of the story where she doesn't do anything right yeah like i don't think naruto ever gets like that bad so um no, i agree i i think that like kish and another thing too that i like about kishimoto mm. i don't remember if the bathhouse scene is in the manga or not somebody showed me a page on twitter the other day and i was like i don't know this might not be real it, somebody in chat can let me know later on or whatever. Somebody can shoot me a tweet now if they want about whether it's actually in the manga. But aside from that, I actually think Kishimoto is extremely good about not sexualizing his female characters. I know people are going to bring up the sexy jutsu, which is a little bit weird, but it's like, I think it's like, okay. He shows a lot of restraint for like, when he decides like he's going to draw boobies, he has like this fucking kid, like make up his own fucking like, sexy naked lady to transform into mm. rather than taking somebody like Tsunade who would be really easy to like sexualize and like you know make a whole lot of money in the process or whatever like get people to pick up the series just you know by putting like boobies on like a chapter cover or something or like fucking you know like I don't know like any of the fuck because uh, like a lot of shonen authors do it with kids who are like 16 just because it's like there's like cultural differences in Japan so like any of like the the konoha girls like hinata Eno, and sakura this could have happened to but again aside from like the scene where they're in the sauna which again i don't even remember if it's in the manga and it's not very long it's not yeah. like a whole chapter 
he doesn't ever do it, which is cool. Cause like, bro, okay. Another, th- and some people are going to say that I'm corny for this or whatever, mm. but I think that Oda is mad corny, with how much he does this shit with his female yeah. characters, bro. There's like, bro, I yeah. see like a new like titty panel, like every week on my TL. It's so annoying, bro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so- uh, it's just, like we all, we all know this, like, you know, uh, uh, anime manga is like just hyper sexualized. I think yeah. like it, it is very weird too that like it is so hyper sexualized. And you think about how every anime or manga pretty much takes place in high school. And I think it's yeah. easy to dissociate with that because in a lot of the instances, like Jujutsu Kaisen, for example, like they don't really, or like Bleach even, they don't really like when I look at those characters, I don't like see high school kids. Whereas yeah. like, if I watch something like My Hero or Naruto, I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, these look like kids to me. Right, like Orihime looks like an adult. Right, right? so like that's but, why like it's easy to dissociate with that. And But then you remember like, no, wait, Orihime is technically like she's like 15 16 you know yeah. like the so character, like, you know it's ugh. like it's like oh wow this is this is yeah, yeah kind of weird but um it, like it, it it's it feels weird to give like credit to like you know uh kishimoto or even like kubo or anybody for not like going like crazy od like oda does but it's also yeah. like it is still kind of weird that like yeah. that that happens i think that kishimoto and um Who's the guy? Uh, Isayama are mm. the ones who strike me as particularly good about not doing it. Again, I know Naruto has some weird stuff in it, but like, I, I don't, there's also the, so somebody else tried to compare like what Oda does to like Jiraiya, like saying he knows like the length of Tsunade's like boobs and mm. centimeters. And I'll, I'll agree. Okay. It's a little, a little weird, but I don't think it's the same thing. Like making Jiraiya a weird pervert rather versus, than sexualizing Tsunade herself you know that, there yeah, is a difference yeah. there yeah I think that it's like more respectful to her because and it's another thing too because like bro one of my friends I was talking to like said straight up that like her having like big boobs is inherently sexual I was like bro that is so stupid that is such a like because yeah. like, like you can't walk up to somebody in real life who just has big boobs and just be like, oh, ma'am, you're being sexual right now. Cause it's right, like, so not right. always wears like thick shirts and like that fucking jacket. Like she's never in anything that's like super revealing. So, you know, like I said, like, bro, I feel like if you gave Tsunade to Oda, but it's over, right? Like every chapter, you know, <laughs> her, her whole outfit scene. would be just like titty tassels on and, but yeah. everything else, butt naked. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, I, I think that, um, again, Kishimoto is not perfect. I'm not saying that he's perfect. I know that, you know, it, it's easy to say, oh, swag, you're just being biased because you like Naruto. While that is probably true, I think that it, it's cool that Kishimoto is like, at the very least, the, the, like, the least nice I can be about it is that he is better about it than most other shonen manga. Right. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. Because, like, obviously, when you're writing, you know, f- yeah, 14, 15 year old characters and putting them in any, you know, it, it, it is weird inherently, but l- I mean, t- like, like you said, I mean, take a look at a one piece panel, man. Like it's just, yeah. it's not the same. I will say, comparing it to My Hero, at least those are adults, bro. The Invisible mm. Girl chapter cover is so bad, bro. <laughs> 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 and bro people were arguing with me about it on twitter i was like there's no way you guys actually think this is yeah, okay, you, bro you cannot <laughs> cannot really defend you know she one. doesn't even show up in that chapter she's just on the cover for no reason uh, look 
Yeah, I, you ain't got to bring that up to me. I'm not. I'm not the. I'm not the defense force for this. No, no, I know you're yeah. not defending my hero. I'm just saying that's so that's insane. weird. Bro. That is insane. Like, is it? Yeah. Like, is is this really weird? How people like get so attached to like their opinions or so attached to like the anime you watch? Like, bro, these people do not exist. Like, yeah. like, why can't you just admit that? Like, that is a little weird. Another thing, yeah. too, is like when you criticize an anime and people get all up in arms about it, like, no, this is my go. This anime is great. It's like, but you can like something that is like objectively like not that good. Like, I found some enjoyment in Black Clover. I understand Black Clover fucking sucks, but there were still moments in Black Clover. I was like, that was pretty cool. And I enjoyed watching that moment. Like, especially... With shit consider or that has like Yami in it, like Yami's a Yami's just a cool fucking character. If Yami was in Bleach or Jujutsu Kaisen, everybody would be dick riding him. But because he's in one of the worst anime ever made, I think it's be hating. But you know, it is what it is. I'm not defending Black Clover. That anime fucking sucks, no. dick. But <laughs> no, I got you. Don't worry. I feel you pro Black Clover so bad. Yeah, Black Clover's ass. But like you know, when I did watch, I was like, yeah, you know, I think I think the hate was like kind of overblown, especially like yeah. considering like with with Asta because. I look, I'm going to be I'm going to keep it a bean. I watched Black Clover and I've tried watching One Piece. This nigga Luffy and Usopp together in a scene is infinitely worse than Asta. I would rather listen to Asta for 20 minutes straight than have a 5 minute scene where Luffy and Usopp are on the screen together cuz that Bro, shit is gonna fucking annoying. Cooked. I'm going to get I, I, don't, I understand. I understand. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I, I don't fuck. love Luffy. I actually like Usopp. I think he's funny. I don't love Luffy, but I, I think I get it. Um, I don't know. I, the thing that bothers me about Asta is I hate the, like, oh, he's an underdog, bro. He can't do uh, the anime power system. And then they're just like, but what if we... And then they just give him the powers, right? Because right. he has, like, anti-magic, but it just functions like magic. Yeah. It's the same thing with Deku that pisses me off. It's like... I think the premise of all this, you know, kid who can't, who doesn't have a quirk becoming a superhero is really, really like, I was like, okay, you know, this is what I liked about Naruto, uh, him working to overcome this like fundamental, like problem he has that he can't do anything about. Let's see what they do. And then what they do with Deku is, um, they have the strongest guy in the whole world go like, here's my power. You can have it. It's like, oh, mm. Okay. I guess, sure, I guess. You he know, wasn't that's not, he wasn't given that power. He had to eat his hair and then train yeah. to use that he power. Had to, so. He had to train to use that power. He wasn't getting like, oh, you mean like everybody else who has a quirk, right? Yeah, it kind it does kind of like it does kind of invalidate the whole like like Rock Lee situation where like Rock Lee can't use ninjutsu or whatever the fuck. Like but like yeah. the thing is like Rock Lee actually overcame that and did amazing things without ninjutsu, but like Deku just at the end of the day eats some hair and then he's like, you know, he's like, oh, cool. Shit. I guess and I guess people I'm him will now. say whatever they want to defend it. But it's like, bro, why even make him corkless if that's the route you're going to take mm. in the first place? It, it, like, you know what I mean? Like, I hear like, a lot why? of people like, for, for example, my boy Fabian, y'all might know him, Vocal Pineapple. Like he he tweets about this a lot, talking about, oh, like what you just want. uh You just want uh, uh Deku to go up against like all for one for, without a quirk. And it's like, yeah, obviously, yes. like it makes no sense. Like, how would he ever like be able to do that? But it, it still to me, like feels weird that like they made him out to be like this, this quirkless kid. How is he going to overcome this or whatever the fuck? And just to give him a quirk anyways, like it's, it's kind of well, weird. The thing is, like, you could do it. 
like he would be at a disadvantage but like okay so like um like as somebody who likes to write right um mm-hmm. you know just thinking about this from the perspective of a writer if i had to challenge myself it's not that hard because what you do is you're like well okay some people have quirks where they're either a support quirks and can support other people mm-hmm. or b uh some people have quirks that can make like basically like enchanting and like like skyrim or like any fantasy setting where like you take a piece of equipment and make it stronger or you make it give the wearer or user certain abilities and then deku could wear this like iron man or batman suit that was like maybe you know like what would be cooler would be the exact same story beats play out except all might gives deku just a suit to use and he's mm. like, look, anyone who has a quirk can also wear this, right? So it's like, it's not perfect. You're going to be at a disadvantage, but it's a start. And so he can start doing like superhero level stuff. And then he would be able to fight the bad guys. And right. And then you would just have like, you would have Deku make up for this gap by being more clever. Um, That's you know, one like- thing that always pissed me off about my hero is that Deku is supposed to be like a savant, super smart, super intelligent. But I feel like. In the fights, that doesn't ever really come through. Like, for example, when, yeah. he, when he fights muscular, he beats muscular by punching him really hard. And yeah, it's like, exactly, it's like, like, it's what? like, bro, like, aren't you supposed to be like a genius level? Like, I just that that is kind of disappointing. That is very disappointing. Yeah, right. Like, I don't see why he couldn't have had just like, you know, a suit made for him by somebody whose quirk is to like make shit like that. You right. Know? Like, and like, no, I talked to somebody about this and their response, like, like made me want to um, jump towards a blue dot in Minecraft and not land in the blue <laughs> dot. Um, it, they were like, well, that would suck to be born with that quirk to just give other people stuff that they can use. And it's like, no, you, you would be rich. You could sell the shit you make. You mm. would be a fucking millionaire, bro. Like it's not, it's not hard to make this work in universe. It's like, so like there are just a million and one different things that you could have done that aren't literally all might giving Deku the strongest quirk in the whole show. You know, like, I, I don't know, man, it's, it's really annoying to me. And I know that maybe it's just like a personal thing. Right. I'm not going to change anybody's mind if they really, really, really think that it had to be the way it did. But I just think that it like undercuts its own message. And like, I, I would agree with that. Like me, me personally, like the reason why I don't like my hero, just so I'm making this clear. The reason why I don't like my hero is has nothing to do with the fact that Deku has an overpowered quirk. I don't, I don't care I about that. that. Like it's, it is what it is. That's, that's what they decided to do. I don't really give a shit. But like it's everything like surrounding it that like makes it like just like for example i agree yeah yeah yeah. for example they have overhaul i started hating my hero when season four happened because i was an anime only i'll get to the manga in a second but i was an anime only and i i i liked the previous my hero i thought it was fire overhaul comes through the first thing this nigga does boom pop kill somebody immediately i was like oh my god this, this is the coldest motherfucker of all time but that is his peak. That is where Overhaul peaked. And, like, to me, ever since season four, it's just been downhill like crazy. Now, I did read the manga because people kept saying, oh, the manga gets so crazy. The manga gets so hard. And I got to the point where, okay, I can say 
that in in this particular moment, I don't even I don't know if it's animated yet, so I don't I don't know if I'm if I even want to talk about it, but I feel like y'all know what I'm talking about where they go into the city, they fight in crazy shit happening, like whatever. That shit was that shit was pretty heat. It was it was pretty good. But again, like I think my hero has this problem where it goes like it ha- it hits these peaks and instead of riding the wave and continuing to go up and up, like it just hits peaks and then crashes down. And yeah, like the it, pacing is all over the it's place. It's bad. Bro. It's just yeah. bad. Like the okay, like even the end of like the first season, it like bro, like Shigaraki and Nomu just come in like out of nowhere. Like they it is not but like okay. So that another Naruto comparison, right? Shigaraki and Nomu would have been cooler if you had like the the group run into somebody like the Demon Brothers. You know those dudes with like the big metal arms with yeah. like the chains and stuff. Yeah, like you know, like so the purpose of these guys is not to be compelling individual characters, but to establish that people are hunting after the bridge builder, uh, trying to kill him, and that they're going to run into people who are stronger than that. Because if Zabuza had just shown up out of nowhere and had been a fight that was, you know, as important as it was, it, it would have felt like something would have felt like it was missing. Mm, you know, I'm pretty true. sure you agree. So yeah. you have Nomu just show up while they're at school like with like and maybe i'm wrong but i remember there being no build-up like nothing that made me think this was going to happen and it like there nothing ends up going wrong like there's like none of the kids die or anything like all might just handles it and it's like what the fuck was the point of that (laughs) you know Mm. like it doesn't progress the story at all all might just beats no moose shigaraki and the fucking leaves and he's like i'll be back and then, like, whatever. They just go on to, like, they just go back to the plot that they were doing before. It's like, like, I think that um, Horikoshi has this problem where he gets, re- like, I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming a lot here, but this is my headcanon, is that he, like, walks around and, like, listens to music and, like, comes up with badass fight scenes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Gets really attached to those scenes, then constructs the story around those individual scenes. Because you can tell, like you said, there are peaks and then it just crashes. It feels like the the things that are connecting the cool moments are just like things that he has to create in order to make like a coherent story so that he can get to these cool moments that he has on the back burner. Mm. That is how it feels to me. You know, um, like I, another thing that pissed me off at first, apparently this does actually go somewhere. But, like, Deku just keeps spamming his like self-destructive power and keeps getting healed. And like they they frame it like it's like this big drawback, but like it never actually manifests in anything. But eventually, apparently, he actually can't use his arms anymore. So that's not a problem anymore. But I feel like it happened like a little too late. Like at mm. first, he was just blowing himself up over and over, and like they were like, "Oh, you know, this is gonna kill you, Deku. This is gonna destroy your arms," and it doesn't. And it's like, like you know, why draw all this attention to it? And like I don't know, there's also just like weird plot shit. Like, how did Invisible Girl blow up one of those giant robots? Um, you know, like uh, Deku's going to like the most prestigious school ever, and then like he's in the most prestigious class of that school, one A, and like half of the kids are are just ass. You that know? is like, real shit, though. Yeah. Like th- th- these are supposed to be like. Y'all supposed to be the new like overhaul, the new All Might and all that shit. But like, yeah, who outside of like Deku and Bakugo could really match up to that? 
No, isn't it weird that they start out in like regular ass high school and Bakugo's talking about this school like it's the big leagues. And yeah. it's like there's going to be like a million more of him. And then they get there and Bakugo's <clears throat> top of the class. Like, oh, I forgot about Todoroki too. Like, also Todoroki. Yeah. But yeah. Todoroki is yeah. also relevant, but I think Bakugo's stronger than he is. Right, right. Um, But yeah, man. Uh, How do you feel? Uh, How do you feel about the comparisons between um my hero and naruto because my chat was getting into a little bit of an argument about uh my hero being like a a, a discount naruto the i feel like just to give my opinion on it real quick i can see why somebody might say that or think that about the first season or two in particular i think it is a little derivative of naruto in those two seasons especially but then after that i think it it pretty much like is it's completely own thing at that point but yeah, I, want- I think it does turn into its own thing um i, I don't like the direct right I, I know i just directly compared it but it, it was for like the sake of like a narrative thing right right, right? it's so it's so like i guess you could use another comparison there from like the demon brothers instead you have like zarbon and the doria for the same thing right like frieza but, you know, like, I, I think that people directly compare them and say, oh, this is just like blank, but better or worse. I, I don't think that's necessarily the case. Like you said, I think they're the most similar at the very beginning. And then they diverge pretty significantly. Yeah, uh, very significantly, on. I would say. Yeah, for sure. Um, OK, so uh, the next topic here, since we were just talking about Naruto, Naruto was voted the best anime in Japan. One piece pack and put me on my ass personally. But uh, <laughs> what, what, what was your uh, what was your reaction to this? <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> um, so all I hope this means is that we don't get a One Piece fighters instead of a Naruto fighters. Mm, I hope that part. that's how that man. If we get a One Piece fighters, I'm jumping on my window. Dead ass. No, I'm, like, I'm, it's for done. real, bro, it's y'all going are up. never hearing from me ever again, bro. If we get One Piece fighters instead of Naruto, and it, it makes me, because at first I was, I thought, like, people were, like, I was like, okay, y'all can have your dream, but, but like, now a lot of people are convinced that it's actually gonna happen instead of Naruto, and I'm like, okay, now I'm a little bit worried, Low and key, if it does, can- I'm like, <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like when I think about it more, I think it m- might be possible. Obviously, One Piece is not very popular, like in the West, so maybe yeah. not. But at the same time, like Boruto is like pretty much failing in epic fashion. I don't think very many people well, like so, Boruto okay, at all. Apparently, Boruto's anime does numbers, which is weird. Like apparently, mm. it like I it was like a few months ago or something the new episodes were getting like regularly they were getting more views than like new my hero episodes or some shit like that that's just like, embarrassing um, for my hero yeah. <laughs> holy shit and it was like competing with one piece and stuff now i could be totally wrong this is just something that i heard while talking to a friend but uh, so i think boruto actually is doing okay but most people like okay so no hate to globku all right i like globku shout out globku he said when he was doing his Naruto fighters roster that they would focus more on Boruto I than a my, lot of people were anticipating um, no. <laughs> in a video game. Yeah, in GTA, I would, you would walk into like, you know. Yeah, I'd, wa- I'd walk into oncoming traffic in GTA for sure. Yeah, yeah. If that happened, he was like, yeah, they would use the Boruto design. For, I was like, you can't do that no. just because of Gara, bro. Like, so I, I think that they would probably focus mostly on shipping. 
like DBFZ did with its launch roster, and right. then maybe add Boruto characters as DLC. Like Ishiki and Momoshiki might be good DLC, though I could see one of them being one or both of them being in the base game, but it wouldn't be like everybody would be from like Boruto, right? Right. Um, but uh, so like fuck, I, I kind of got off on a tangent. I, I kind of agree with what you're saying that it seems maybe possible. The, like one piece could but so the thing with me that gets me from like thinking that it's definitely going to happen is if you look at one piece game sales versus naruto game sales mm. it's not even true close, shit. bro now let me go to vgcharts.com yeah bro, i think right? i think a big reason why that happens too is again because of like how culturally impactful naruto was like it, on the east and the west like obviously yeah naruto is huge on the west motherfuckers love naruto Whereas like One Piece has failed to capture that same uh, level of ubiquity that it that it has in like Japan and and and, and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, Naruto. I just feel like Naruto is a guaranteed easy way to print money. But at the same time, I feel like Boruto doesn't really have a level like you saying is doing numbers and stuff. But it still doesn't feel like it has that level of hype. Whereas no, I feel like doesn't. I feel like I've been seeing a lot more people hop on one piece's dick recently and i've been seeing a yeah. lot like I, apparently one piece is like really fucking good right now so that's what makes me think that like not good enough to be voted best anime hey, watch. <laughs> yes sir naruto we up yeah uh so here i have the vg charts numbers up right okay. now all right so let me let me also look up uh tekken real quick for comparison just so i know like we're so we all know that we're you know talking about like big boy uh, games as competition right. okay so the entire one piece pirate warriors franchise has a combined six million sales with the highest selling one being pirate warriors 4 at two million and that is the highest selling one piece game two million copies right burning blood i think is like under six hundred fifty thousand. it Oof. looks like which is yeah that that can't be right that has to be underreported I don't know, but it it sold poorly enough that like the total shift is at NA and uh it's below zero point six five million. Okay, so Naruto Storm Four, okay, mm -hmm. sold eight point seven million copies. Comparing Damn. that to like a a big fighting game franchise, Tekken Seven sold nine million copies. Damn. Yeah. It, uh, Storm 4, I think, is competing with DBFC. I think it has more copies sold. It's older, so that makes sense. Right. And I think it's also tied with or outsold Xenoverse 2. Uh, Wait, both really? Of those came out in the same year. Yeah. Let God me look up damn. Because right I know Xenoverse 2 did numbers. Like, motherfuckers was loving Xenoverse. Yeah. Xenoverse 2, uh, the last reported sales numbers, uh, 8 million. So, um,. Storm 4 is at 8.7. Again, Xenoverse 2 came out a little bit later in the year, mm. so like maybe that has something to do with it. Um, and Storm 4 got like re-released, but I don't know if the re-release did that much to bump it personally. So like Storm 4 actually has like crazy sales numbers. And the other thing is DBFZ is currently tied as the best-selling Dragon Ball game. Like it's tied with Xenoverse 2, despite coming out two years You're later. Right. So you look at Naruto Storm 4 sales, you combine that with the sales of a 2D anime fighting game, you got a recipe for printing money. 
maybe 10 million copies shipped. I would never say that because if it didn't happen, people would clown me. But, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying if it did happen, I, no, I would be surprised if it actually sold 10 million. But it, yeah, it's 10 at million least is crazy. Million. Yeah, I, I, I would say I would million. say that's pretty conservative. Yeah, 5 million. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, I mean, if they make a One Piece fighter, I'm just I'm, that's not getting touched. I'm not down. I'm, I'm not like, buying it, bro. Like, this is not going to happen. Review copy. <laughs> like yeah. That, yeah. I think that, I mean, like, I don't know. I just think that a lot, like, I just see, I don't see a world where, like, One Piece uh, Fighters comes out and e- e- people are even thinking that it outperforms Dragon Ball Fighters. Right. But Naruto, I mean, it's out there, but it's like a real possibility. With One Piece, it's just not. Um, a lot of people have said, no, why stick to Naruto or just One Piece? Do jump a licensing nightmare. It is so hard to get the rights to all those characters for one game. Um, maybe that's where all the budget for Jump Force went to. I don't know. That has to explain why that game was so doo-doo, bro. Because, like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. how do you fumble the bag that hard? I, with- yeah, it's just, oh, man, Jump Force. What, <laughs> what, a, what a shame. What a shame. Yeah. It, it, it would be crazy because what's, what's insane to me as to why, like, anime games suck is, like, these licenses, these properties are worth millions. And you, you, we yeah. we just saw that if you put a good product, you will get that money back. Look at Fighters. Look at, yeah. you know, Xenoverse 2. Look at Storm. These games are doing, are doing great numbers. Now, imagine if you could make, like, a Marvel versus Capcom 2 type game, but with all Shonen characters. Oh, like, my God. It would be like, OK, so what I have been saying now, this would probably be very hard because, again, of all the like the licensing stuff. But just imagine since Capcom's never working with Disney again because of what happened with Infinite, like mm. Disney just Disney, like said, no X-Men, you know, all this other crazy stuff um, like was really, really annoying. So they're probably not making Marvel four. But like, imagine if they were like, all right, they hit up Shonen Jump and they made Capcom versus Jump bro that oh would be my if i could play phoenix God. right and sasuke on the same team you would never hear me complain wait you might have just did something hold up <laughs> like bro oh, it would be so good i would be happy forever forever that would be like, the only know, game anybody ever needed forever yeah like mega man versus goku bro stop it stop it Dante versus Goku, Dante versus Frieza. Like, imagine the dialogue too, because a lot of the dialogue in Marvel Three is like awesome. You know, yeah. you got like Deadpool talking to like um, what's the dude's name from Dead Rising? Uh, Frank West. Yeah, Frank West. You got like Deadpool talking to Frank West and like weird shit like that. Um, like, and just seeing all the like goofy combos and stuff, bro. It would be great. Capcom versus Jump would be awesome, but I don't think it's that realistic. My main game that I really need to happen is Naruto Fighters, though. Yeah. And since Naruto won Best Anime, I'm hoping we got a shot at it over One Piece. Like, please, bro. Please, bro. Like, I'll know I'm going to hell when I die if One Piece gets <laughs> the fighting game and not Naruto. I'll know that I messed up somewhere and whoever's in charge is not happy with me because of it. I'll be like, all right, my bad. 
you know, I'll, I'll start preparing because that would be the worst. Like when I see the news, when I see One Piece fighters announced or whatever, I'm just going to put my phone down and go to sleep all day. I'm going to be so sad. <laughs> nah, I'm, like, I'm making like 10 videos that day, all slandering One Piece. I'm going to get death threats. I'm going to get docs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to go into witness protection. Like it's it's going to be it's going to yeah. be a whole fucking thing. And it's not that I hate One Piece. It's just I like Naruto more. I want the Naruto. No, I, I hate so One Piece. Fuck more. One Piece. Yeah. Trash ass anime. I, I get it. Bro, the, the thing that uh, made me drop One Piece wasn't even that like I could. It was just that like all my One Piece friends kept telling me, nah, bro, you're nowhere. Just wait till you get somewhere. Then it's going to like, you know, just keep going. Then it's going to really get heat. And I was mm. like, bro, I am 20 volumes in. Merylum's on the cover of Hunter Hunter volume 20 or like whatever. Volume 22, I think is what it Damn, was. Damn, that's crazy. You know, yeah. You know, like the Sasuke retrieval arc is 20 volumes into Naruto. And then like. 20 volumes into One Piece, you're just getting to Alabasta. That's like the beginning of the shit. That's like the first actual arc. And it's like, really? It took that long, bro? Like, so I was just like, no, I can't do this if y'all are going to keep telling me that. I liked it enough from what I read. I think it's better than all the New Age stuff I've uh, seen, like Demon Slayer, My Hero, mm. Black Clover. I don't know if Attack on Titan counts as New Age. I like Attack on Titan way more than One Piece, though. Damn, you've chose some real stinkers for for new age for new age. Have you watched Vinland Saga? No, I haven't seen Vinland Saga. I've oh. heard it's decent though. Yeah, see, you gotta watch it like Vinland Saga, like Mob Psycho, like 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 actually. Oh yeah, mob, anything made by one doesn't count. That's okay, yeah, because no mo- Mob Psycho, Mob Psycho is peak. Speaking yeah. of the October anime season is upon us, my boy. What like yeah. what are you looking forward to for for October? Like, are are you excited about the anime coming out? Like, what's good? So. Mob Psycho was something that I meant to finish because of how much I liked One Punch Man. I watched like the first two episodes and got really busy, but it's like I I thought it was really compelling. I want to get back on it because I'm excited for like the new season and yeah. it's all hype and stuff. Uh, what else is coming out uh, around now? Because like so I there's don't know. there's Mob Psycho's uh, then the oh new wait, yeah season. Bleach is coming back Bleach, too, right yeah yeah peak fucking fiction Bleach okay absolutely. so I'm probably gonna try to read back through Bleach again to catch up uh, so that I can watch the anime apparently uh, Kubo has said something alluding to maybe changing some of the things that that's what I've been like hearing about the too. Thousand Year Blood War yeah. So, like, if that happens, then, like, bro, and then, you know, I can start making Bleach videos, maybe, capitalize on the hype, you know, expand the size of my box. Swag, swag, kind of swag, Kage, bit. dick riding finna go crazy with Bleach content, <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Uh, and then uh, another big one, Chainsaw Man. Have you read Chainsaw Man? No, I haven't read Chainsaw Man, but it seems like it's up my alley. The thing that keeps, so, like, I, I okay. The, the funny story, I was like really committed to do. I was like, all right, I'm going to pick up Chainsaw Man. And then I saw like the clip of all the guys barking for Makima in the room. <laughs> and I literally I couldn't do it, bro. Like I sound like I'm joking, but I'm being dead ass with you. That is what kept me from doing it. It, it seems cool, though. Like a lot of the stuff that I've heard about it and the things that people compare it to uh, make me interested in it. But no, I haven't. Um, red chainsaw so it's, it's it's interesting because i know you're more of a manga reader than me like when i yeah. read manga i find it very hard to like really get a, attached when i'm reading a manga i really need like an anime the perfect example perfect example is jujutsu kaisen because i read jujutsu kaisen and everybody was dick riding but when i was reading i was like i don't see what's so special about this like i'm not really that sold 
the anime came out and now I am a Jujutsu Kaisen dick rider. I kind of feel somewhat similar about Chainsaw Man. I'm like, Chainsaw Man's cool. One thing about Chainsaw Man is the pacing is fucking breakneck speed. Like that anime yeah. does not take a break at fucking all, which makes me a little bit concerned because Chainsaw Man's only going to be 12 episodes for the first season. And it feels like there's just not a good point to really pause at. But you know, whatever. We'll see. We'll see what they decide to do. But, oh wait, you know, if this is the first season of Chainsaw Man yeah. getting animated, I'll probably check it out. That's actually cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because so I mean, I feel you sometimes. Like it's it's a lot easier for me to consume like an anime than a manga. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm hoping that once I see Chainsaw Man animated, it'll do something similar that Jujutsu Kaisen did, where I was like, okay, now nah, I love Jujutsu Kaisen. Maybe something similar will happen to Chainsaw Man. Um, but you know, we'll see the the animation. You know, PV, whatever the fucks they be doing, them shits look pretty fire. So, you know, yeah. I'm 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 excited. We got some good fucking anime on our plates here. Yeah, I hope I can. Um, cause man, the thing that keeps me from checking out new anime is like lately, all the stuff that people keep trying to put me on, like the really popular shit, like My Hero ass. Oh, that Slayer, sucks. Ass, that bro. sucks. And then, like, uh, the people, I, when I heard about Black Clover, it was like, I kind of, yeah, you know, people were already saying it was bad, but I checked it out because I really like fantasy settings. Yeah. Like, a lot. I really like fantasy. And then I was like, bro, this sucks. Um, it happened also with Fairy Tale back when Fairy Tale was popular. I tried Damn, to that's, it out that, I was that's like, a throwback. Yeah, that was forever ago. That was like 2014. And people were like, bro, Fairy Tale is it. It's the new Naruto Dragon Ball. It's going to be, you know, the first of the new Big Three. And I checked it out. I was like, yeah, Big Three. I don't know. Ass, yeah. Whatever. Oh. It was bad. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was so bad, bro. Like, I, I couldn't get through like six episodes of Fairy Tale. I don't see anybody still gassing it up either. So I think everybody knows it's not good. I was just about to ask him about this. So speaking of new anime, have you seen Spy Family? I read the uh, first like ten chapters or so of Spy Family when it was like um like just when it just came out yeah. uh, because that was like I was going on like a podcast with Zenrado and like Neo mm. uh, to um because they'd like do this weekly manga thing or whatever and they had me on as a guest and so I read Spy Family and I liked it. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to pick it back up. And then I didn't. But no, bro, that, that debut chapter was awesome. Dude, Spy Family, like, I, I obviously, you know, I don't read manga. I was just, you know, watching the anime. That is just a fun show to watch. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's just enjoyable. Like, there's no other way I can... I, I can describe that show other than just enjoyable. It's it's just so fucking good. I, I love that. It's really cozy. Yeah. yeah. It's just like a lot of fun. I agree. I liked the chapters. I should get back on the anime. Yeah, I think I think you would really like it. Um another anime my uh my chat wants me to ask you about here. How do you feel about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? Okay, so people are going to cook me for this. This this is basically just going to, people are just going to be like, oh, wow, Swag can't finish anything. So I have seen Phantom Blood three times because I've tried to pick up the show three times. And everyone tells me I'm insane for this. And I, like, I've heard so much about the series that I believe mm. you because nobody but me thinks this. I think Phantom Blood is awesome. And Battle Tendency always loses me, bro. Like, everybody okay. says, no, Phantom Blood sucks. Okay. Battle Tendency no, 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 no. What is fucking crazy? I don't agree that uh, part two is worse than part one. I think part one is one of the better parts. I'm just going to be honest. I think part one is actually, like, part one to me, like, there's something, like, kind of like, um, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. 
But like, I fuck with part one. I think part one is really like it's where so where good. where JoJo's honestly lost me is where the parts supposedly get good, and that's like part four. I fucking hate part four. So fucking boring. Part five was much better than part four, but still didn't really captivate me that much. Part three, I loved part three, but pretty much the beginning and the end, and then the middle is just the most drawn out, overblown anime I've ever seen in my life. But I think part one and two are pretty good i really like part one yeah like i don't know man um it's been a while since the last time i tried to watch it but like dio's missing for like the first chunk of part two right Mm -hmm. yeah okay so that's the thing right like dio is just magnetic to me bro like he is so fucking funny to watch in part one dude like he wakes up so early to hate I love, like, I love that. I love that. Bro, it's so good. And the way it culminates, like the fight at the end is so goofy and stupid, but like I love it because like it doesn't feel like it's taking itself that seriously. Um, yeah. So, oh, actually, like, I, think, I really I, like part I, one. I don't Wait, think Dio ahead. was actually in part two because the, uh, the, the main villains in part two are fucking, um, what are they called? The something men, the. Oh my God. Pillar I might man, have the to just skip it. I might have the to pi- skip part two. If bro, I, I don't. It, bro. I don't know. I like part two. Dio is in part three, but the problem with part three is that Dio kind of doesn't come in until like the end. Cause like part three is like kind of like a monster of the week type shit because like okay. th- this is where they introduce stands. So they're trying to get people acclimated with stands and like the kinds of things stands can do. And pretty much like stands can be pretty much fucking anything. Yeah. Like th- a person will so be I've like, heard. Yeah, like a person will be like, <laughs> Jotaro, it seems you've come into my into my house at this specific tile of the floor at 7.37 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on a Wednesday. Little did you know you just activated my stand. And it's like, it, it's so specific. <laughs> yeah, but like, I know, bro. Like, I, that, <laughs> no, like I, I've seen like some of like the actual like stand mechanics before, yeah. like shown to me. And I was like, I, I, I thought it was a joke. And they were like, no, this is actually like how it works in the show. I'm like, bro, what? <laughs> yeah, there, so, there, yeah, there's one, uh, one episode of JoJo's Part 3. I might get this a little wrong, so I might I might piss off the JoJo's fans, but I'm pretty sure they're, like, on a boat, and the boat is the stand, and the stand user is, like, a gorilla. And, like, and that's crazy. There's another episode where, like, the stand that they're fighting is, like, a rat that's sniping them. And it's, like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's, like, I do like part, I think part three is entertaining. Like, I think that's why like, I like part three a lot more than most people. But, like, part four gets a little more slice of lifey and, like, it kind of loses me a little bit. I think another reason why part uh, four loses me is because people were hyping up the main villain of part four as, like, one of the best villains in anime. But I just didn't see that. Uh, so it kind of fell flat for me. I think I let people's, uh, people's like build a, uh, a false expectation for me. So I think, you know, that's on me or whatever. Part five is much better. I do think part five is much better than part four, but it's still kind of like, it, it, I just think the first three parts were just better to me. Yeah. I mean, like, again, people tell me I'm crazy for this, but I just, I can't like battle tendency. Just deal was kind of like my anchor. And I do Jojo's fuck with deal. He's so fucking funny, dude. Like, that dude is hilarious. Like, this just and proves like, that sometimes you don't need, 
like a, an overly intricate character with like some deep meaning why he's doing shit. Like yeah. Dio just wakes up and is like, I choose evil. I choose to be yeah. an asshole. Like, and that's just entertaining to watch. Everybody likes Dio. Like nobody looks at Dio and says, that's a bad villain. Right. right. Like zero people. So yeah, I agree and with you. He's I, like really simple. I, if you do ever end up picking up JoJo's, I, I'm like probably number one JoJo's hater of all time. However, the last few episodes of part three are pretty fucking peak. Like that shit right. was fire. I'm not even All gonna right. lie. I will take another look at it eventually. I think Bleach, you know, just yeah. monetarily makes the most sense oh, to absolutely. pick up yeah. soon. Yeah. Go, go, go <laughs> but you know, that. go ahead and do that. Yeah. All right. All right. I have <laughs> the first two like manga box sets. I need to get uh, number three. Well, when does the Thousand Year Blood War start? Like, what chapter of all? I don't know which. I don't know which chapter, unfortunately, but. Um... Yeah, I I wouldn't be able to. Maybe somebody in the chat. It? Uh, it's pretty long. I'm pretty sure. So yeah, I I think I think box set three is Thousand Year Blood War arc. I think I could be wrong. I don't know. Okay, I mean if that's it, then I just have to read the first two box sets and then I'm like caught up for the anime. Because I know like on I know I I was actually shopping around for uh apparently it starts volume fifty three or fifty five is when the Blood War okay. arc starts. So I I was shopping around for the big manga boxes and I'm pretty sure. Um, like part three, uh, the the third volume is it's showing like all the uh, thousand year blood war villains and characters and shit on it. So I'm pretty sure that's when it starts. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, and our last topic for the day. Um, let's go ahead and talk about you know long distance relationships. The reason why I wanted to talk about this is because I have some viewers that are in long distance relationships. I feel like long distance relationships are pretty common in today's yeah. uh, day and age. However, I don't think I've ever seen a long distance relationship be as successful as like yours is, you know, um, you know, you and yeah, and your girlfriend have been together or fiance, my fault, have been together for so oh, long. And like, I've seen that like whole thing. Like, I've seen it from start to where it is now. And it's like it's a beautiful relationship to watch flourish. So I one wanted to like highlight that because, you know. I think it's really beautiful to have a a relationship last that long. I think it's even more impressive that it was it started off long distance. And I think a lot of people are going to be able to relate to you on this. And uh, I just wanted to like pick your brain about the the trials and tribulations of a long distance relationship, the positives, the negatives, the kinds of things you had to go through with one. So if you wanted to just, I don't know, go yeah. ahead and, and take it away here. So uh, obviously, it's harder than like a. Um regular relationship because you don't get to physically interact with the person and that's like a big part of you know dating um but i mean like the first thing though is like people like bro people hate on long distance relationships mm. bro like people will just be like oh well, you know like people make so much fun of them do not listen to that stuff bro it is totally valid like i think that it's like i mean I don't know how many people or how many of the people that I see do this are being like totally uh, sincere and how many of them are just joking. But I don't think there's anything wrong with like finding somebody online considering right. like your scope is so much broader at that point. You're so much less limited. And like if you guys have the means or uh, believe you will eventually have the means to like, you know, meet each other. Uh, maybe like move in together or something you know like at some point like just keep going with it bro because it was definitely worth it with Alyssa and i mm. like we met in 2015 and are still together she didn't move in until 2018 
So like if you're just now getting into a long distance relationship, um, like really like don't sweat it. Like if it feels like, oh, you know, we're never going to like, the, don't worry about it. Because like I know some people who have been in long distance relationships that cut it off because they didn't think it would ever go anywhere or like wasn't feasible. And they're like kicking themselves now. Yeah. Right. So um, like don't let that be the only because like here's the thing. Right. It's easy to say that if you don't know but i do know because i've been through it and it was like tough we were mm. like worried that it was just you know impractical it wasn't gonna go anywhere and like uh i am fortunate enough that i had like by the time um she moved in my youtube channel had you know become successful and stuff like when we right. met i didn't have this whole youtube thing going on uh she was here with me as it like started to uh form and you know uh as the the size of the channel started to grow um but like, you know, by the time that like we, we, we were really uh, wanting to be able to interact with each other on a daily basis, like physically and stuff, um, I did have the means uh, for Alyssa to move in with me. So I am in a more fortunate position than most people. But like legit, like if you like the person enough, just stick with it. Like don't break up with them just for the sake of convenience, right? Yeah. It's, it's like if both of you think it can work out, like don't like. Uh, it, it's it's not worth it bro i promise yeah like you know what's crazy i was um in our discord dms in our discord logs yeah the last time we spoke on discord was in 2017 and in this in this message i'm i'm asking you when are you two finally gonna like meet up you know what I mean? Because, yeah. like, that's how long it took. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that just goes to show that, like, if two people are committed and, like, serious enough, like, it, it can happen. So, like, for me, I've been in long-distance relationships. I'm not in a long-distance relationship now. My girlfriend lives, like, you know, 40 minutes away. So, you know, it's no thing to, like, hop on a train and go see her or have her hop on a train yeah. and come see me. But I've lived or I've been in relationships where, you know, they were states apart. I've lived in relationships where they were in an entirely different country. And that's like very hard, especially because at the time I was in those relationships, you know, I wasn't, uh, you know, a successful streamer, content creator or whatever. So like not having that money to go like see, see them or meet them or let alone like live together, like that, that was something that was like so far off in the distance. Like it can kind of feel like futile in a sense. Yeah, but exactly. I also think like, for example, when I, uh, uh met my, my girlfriend that I'm dating now, uh, we met when the pandemic like started so we could not go anywhere so for like a year and a half of our like relationship or whatever like we never saw each other but in that time like we bonded a lot we spent a lot of time together we learned a lot about each other so when we finally met up it really wasn't that awkward because you know we'd been talking every day for like over a year at that point so it was kind of like it was easier to like ease into that i also find like there is some sense of like um uh there's some sense of like freedom in like having some distance because i've also been in relationships where you know the person lived like five ten minutes away and in that instance like it's kind of like expected that you guys spend every yeah. moment together all your free time is together and especially you know a lot of you know the women i've dated were not very understanding of like content creation as a job so when i would say hey i can't hang out i gotta stream or make a video she'd be like you know, oh, I couldn't do that. Bro. Yeah. Like, oh, thank, you're, thank you're, goodness. Alyssa right. Was like, yeah, exactly. But oh, like what you're, you're not hanging out with me to play games or, you know, like that's kind of the normie thing. So 
like being able to find somebody that is more understanding of you and like your situation, especially as a content creator is much easier online. And uh, like having that bit of distance also makes it to where like, thank thankfully Lena and I are the same to where we both like our personal space. There's times where, you know, we want to be able to hang out with our friends like separately or like do whatever. And it's a lot easier to do that because we have that that distance that space between us and it also makes it to where when we are finally together like we really you know appreciate those moments and we spend those moments together a lot you know uh so i think there's there's upsides to a long distance relationship but obviously like the downsides like there's just times where like you know some days and this is really sad but there's some days where you're just down you're sad you're depressed or whatever and the only thing you want is your girlfriend like right next to you you just want to like hug her hold her kiss her whatever and a, a lot of times, like, that's not, like, easily accessible. And that shit, like, that it's, like, heartbreaking in a sense. Like, you know, all you want is that that person to be by your side, and they, they can't be. That that shit really does suck. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like, I, I wanted to, like, highlight that because I wanted to let people know that, like, it, it can work if you and your partner are willing totally. to put in that work. Like, I mean, I, I, I always use you as, like, a model example when I talk about stuff like this because— I mean, you guys are living together. You guys are, are you know, engaged. Like, you guys did it. Like, that – and and I, I've, I've seen that whole relationship, like, evolve over the years. And it's just, like – it's just a, a beautiful thing. Like, you know, I, I love love. Like, I love to see love win. You know, it's, it's, it's nah, great. Me too, bro. It, I, I also have a friend who's um, got a long-distance relationship right now. Uh, he makes videos, and his girlfriend is from the U.K. Mm. So uh, they um, – they make an effort to go see each other, um, you know, as regularly as they can. And, you know, I'm rooting for them and they like really care about each other. And at first he was like, I don't know if I can, you know, like the, the long distance thing is really messing with me. I don't know if this yeah. is going to work. And I was just like, bro, no, come on, come on, bro. You know what I mean? Like, and he, he like, you know, I, I imagine he's really, really glad that he like stuck it out because, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's totally worth it. Um, like if you guys are committed enough to each other. And the thing is, the best piece of advice that I can give is if the other person is not bringing it up, then they're probably like they probably like you enough that it is not worth like letting go of them. Like if it's something the other person raises as a concern, there's not as much as you that that you can do about it. But if mm. you're worried about you two falling apart, and the reason you and and so you bring it up, the, the the thing is like you're the only person standing in the way of the relationship right. at that point. So, like like if they haven't brought it up yet, you two are good, you know, a hundred percent. Maybe like ask them about it or something. Like, hey, is the distance bothering you? And you know, like um, assuming they're honest, do anything that you can to like make up for any issues that um you know might come up. See if you can go see them or whatever if that's within your means. But like, don't just cold turkey like cut it off or anything. I, I don't think that that's a good idea. And I've seen a lot of people regret doing that exactly. Yeah. Like communication is definitely very important, especially in a yeah. long distance relationship, but also like making your partner feel like very secure is also very yeah. important because like, you know, everybody's mind's going to wander. Like if you have all this, dis- all this distance, they're like, damn, yeah. like, uh, or, like, you know, you go to work or some shit, you know, you're like, damn, like, is my partner like, flirting with somebody at work right yeah. now did they just meet somebody at their job or you know whatever like all that stuff like so like making somebody feel secure is important but also like another reason why uh you know long distance relationships like i'm you know i, I advocate for them is because it's very hard 
And I think like the, the, this is something that I've uh, realized like as I've gotten older. It's very hard to find people that like that uh, that you that first of all that I can even tolerate to begin with, and then yeah. secondly to find somebody that I want around me all the time. Like it's it's almost impossible to do that. Like I've tried dating apps. I've tried dating people like you know it, uh, that that are living in my city all that stuff and it's very difficult to have somebody like fire on all cylinders and be a good fit for me especially because i live an unorthodox lifestyle you know i'm a streamer like all that shit it's, it's hard to yeah, get exactly. people to to understand that um so having the 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 scope broadened a little bit and i would even say like i'm incredibly lucky that i found someone that is this close to me um, and, uh, that, that understands everything and that is like a really good fit for me. Um, you know, a lot of it is, you know, it, it is luck, but also like, you know, relationships, they are going to be work. You know, you have to, you have to make sure your partner feels safe and secure. You have to make sure that you're communicating the things that, that are bothering you. And then also when they bring up things that are bothering them, like you have to listen to that shit. Like you know, communication is, is very important. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree, right? Um, I mean, like, again, like, you have the downsides, but, like, for a lot of people, it's just, like, totally not practical mm. um, to meet somebody new. I mean, especially, like you said, for, like, you and me, where, like, a lot of, like, our job is at home. Right. And, you know, like, you don't have, like, you know, like, uh, like a lot of the stories you'll hear are, like, oh, you know, I was at lunch um, off of work, and, you know, I met this person there, or, you know, I went to hang out with friends after work. Or, you know, I stopped somewhere uh, while I was in the city for work. Like a lot of the time, the story has to do with the person being near their job. Right. Hopefully they don't meet the person at their job. Uh, otherwise, you end up with like a slightly different Try Guys situation. Um, <laughs> one where at least you're not cheating on anybody, but it's still a little weird. Right. It's a coworker. Um, but, you know, like, uh, like, and if you work from home, like, you know, like, it's just so much more, like, limited, right? Like, I don't know if I would have found anybody else. I'm also really thankful that I found Alyssa before I had, like, the YouTube thing. Because, like, I would not know how, like, I wouldn't know how to use this as, like, oh, is this, like, a flex? Or should I not tell people mm. about this? You know, like, should I try to keep this hidden? Because See, it's, like, that's, some people are going to think it's goofy as fuck. Right. right? Like, that that's another thing like you know because you you could deal with like clout chasers and all that stuff but one yeah. thing that i actually wanted to ask is like so you have never shown your face like nobody knows like what you look like or whatever no so one how did that how did you first reveal yourself to your now fiance and two like in a hypothetical situation like if you were to meet somebody, like let's say you had never met your fiance or whatever, like how would you even handle that situation of like them not knowing what you look like? I, I feel like I would be so paranoid and I would just not nah, trust bro, anyone. I, yeah, I, I agree. Well, like that's the thing. Like if I met somebody online, I would be like really, really spooked about showing my face. Yeah. But there was there was a point in time where Alyssa and I were broken up for a little bit because of this like distance issue. Like there was just this whole thing where like, her parents really, really, really wanted me to go meet them first. And I was like, bro, I'm like 19. I don't know. You guys should come down here. And like, we were just like, you know what? And so like, we broke up for a bit because like, we were just like, maybe this is just too much to handle. And um, that shit sucked, by the way. That is one of the main reasons I think that people should just stick it through if you really, really like the person. Because yeah. I was like, 
Oh my God. I was down horrendous, bro. I was struggling during that week. But during that week, um, I started talking to this one girl and like, it wasn't like there was anything wrong with her or whatever. Um, I just really, really missed Alyssa and I ended up breaking up with her, uh, because I was like, yeah, no, it's, it's not, I just would feel really guilty because mm. I still have feelings for this other person. Um, if we stayed together, but, um, I sent her, uh, my face and I was like paranoid for a while that, that shit was going to get leaked. Eventually I was just like, all right, I guess if some, if she posted, it's whatever people will just know what I look like. But for a minute, I was just like, oh no, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, so, but I mean, it's like at this point I'd probably be cool with it or whatever. It's like, cause like I went to a uh, dream con and people saw what I looked like with a mask on. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not the same thing as like a full face. Right. Thing, right. Obviously. Right. Obviously. So, um, if I was meeting people in person, though, it would just be like the complete opposite issue because I wouldn't even know how to introduce myself. Like, they'd be like, so what do you do for a job? I'd be like, like, <laughs> yeah. that, I would just freeze. I'd just be like, oh, uh, you know, like the Have you heard me of the being silent, anime Naruto, <laughs> like the um, me being silent would probably be like a sign of, oh, so you're like unemployed. I'd be right. like, no, definitely not unemployed, but um, like it, the conversation would just get awkward and I would like fumble. So like, I don't know. I'm just really glad that I met Alyssa because I love her to death. That's how I feel. I feel that like I feel like lucky every day because yeah. like if I hadn't met my my girlfriend in the way that I did, I just don't know like what the fuck I, I, I would be doing. So, yeah, I definitely yeah. can can understand that. Um Next up, we have some questions from the audience. Uh, we'll, okay. We can run through these. Uh, so this question comes from L Wolf. He asks, how has content creation affected your mental health? Um, it has been good and bad for it, I'll say. Uh, so bad in the sense that when I was really grinding, uh, making like three videos a week at one point, I was just exhausted and like so stressed out, like constantly trying to make videos and stuff. And like now lately, because I upload like once a month, sometimes once every two months, I feel like really lazy and shitty about myself sometimes. But um, generally that stuff is like drowned out by all the positive feedback right. my videos get, having this big platform, being able to interact with people and stuff. I was kind of depressed because I was like, you know, worried. Uh, I, I went through this slump of like, oh, nobody actually likes my videos, blah, blah, blah. And then I went to DreamCon and so many people were so nice and so positive. And like, Yo, swag, I love it. your videos. You know? Yeah. I mean, it, it was like crazy. I didn't like, okay. It was like, to put this into perspective, nobody knew what I looked like when I went there. The mm-hmm. only way people found out what I looked like was from the two panels that I uh, co-hosted. And I still had like a hundred people like come up to me uh, throughout the con, like just like, hey, can you sign this for me? Or like, you know, I love your videos. They um, have helped me through X, Y, and Z, like personal issue. And I was just like, bro, like I couldn't handle it. Holy it made me shit. so happy. So that's like, that, awesome, bro. God yeah, damn. That was one of the best weeks for my mental health in my entire life. Like it was so helpful. That's got to be and, like, so validating. The- to, yeah for that yeah that's sick. i worry that my videos suck like all the time but just knowing that there are like that many people that like you know uh really enjoy them that that, that, that it makes them like genuinely happy is yeah. so good for me 
Um, like I, it makes me happy because the thing is the whole reason I started YouTube was because I was inspired like the same way other people have told me right. I inspired them by people like, um, well, like you actually by like, I don't know if you know who Omega 2040 is. He made I do. these like, okay. Yeah. That was the goat yeah. back in like 2007. That, that's like, that's a throwback. Holy yeah, shit. Like the Budokai Tenkaichi three top 10, like ultimates and stuff guy. Like that was my guy. I was like, wow. Like, so because you know, like i would compare youtube to tv i would like mm. you know i'd be like you cannot like i'm lucky to see an episode of dragon ball z on toonami and like here we have this whole thing where this guy is counting down the top 10 best and worst ultimate attacks from a dragon ball z video game and he can just do that and people will watch it mm. so you can make videos about whatever you want without like a cable network or any of that like i mean i was a kid so my thought process wasn't like that uh complex at the time but i just knew that like you know i knew that there was like a barrier to entry with tv that didn't seem to be present with youtube and i was like i think that i could actually do this i really want to do this and then you know there were other people who would just like you know make i mean like early 2010s was like the let's play you know video game right right craze right so um that's what i first started doing and then eventually you know i pivoted into the naruto content or like the scripted you know lore essay content on my main channel and like you know knowing that like people have um because people have been like you know you inspired me to start my own channel and you know this and that and people just be like oh you know your videos like like i said you know they helped me get through this personal issue or you know they help me get through work every day like knowing that people have that same experience as i do with all of these uh, all of these other creators whose like content i consume it's like it's super meaningful because like i really like youtube I, it's probably my favorite like content platform hell yeah i'm glad to hear i'm glad you i'm glad that you know that reinforcement like really really helped you out yeah. so that's it, awesome it's to hear. so good um, another question that I have here comes from uh, Ape Man, aka Scoobs. He says, "You're on a private plane traveling uh, the entire globe. It's a direct flight. You're equipped with a single portable Blu-ray slash DVD player, and you get to bring three box sets of whatever anime you wish. They must already exist. This flight time is estimated at 50 hours. Which three anime box sets are you choosing? It would have to be something then that I could." get through in 50 hours i would probably want it to be new so i would probably take yu yu haka show mm -hmm. uh because i haven't finished yu yu haka show yet i watched the beginning of it um and i really liked it i think it has a great pilot but like it starts getting monster of the week ish and i was like okay you know i'm gonna take a break from it and come back and i just didn't uh, i'm a little annoyed with myself but i am gonna get back on yu yu haka show soon that's like the next on my to-do list Hell yeah um of things to watch good pick. so i'd probably bring that um let me think um couldn't finish bleach or one piece in uh 50 hours which like i really 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 want to get on both of them just because they're like so huge right um, but probably not um uh death note probably just because it's really easy to watch and is a lot of fun um, i love death note like, i fuck the yeah, death like, note haters corny ass motherfuckers they're so annoying, bro. Like Death Note is so like it's just so rewatchable. It's so compelling. Like yeah, it's it's just like it's I crazy. Like I know I, I know every plot detail of Death Note front to back, but every time yeah. I we I rewatch it, I'm still on the edge of my seat. Like it's crazy how effective yeah. it is at doing that. 
that's how I feel about Death Note and uh, Breaking Bad. I've rewatched mm, both. True shit. That is true so shit. Times. Yep. Um, you know, I'm just gonna pick Breaking Bad as my third anime. <laughs> just whatever, bro. Breaking Bad is so good. If you guys haven't watched Breaking Bad, by the way, um, uh, I know some people have this like spite complex about it. Like, oh, so many people try to put me on it. Well, now I'm not. Now I'm not watching it. Y'all are annoying. But like, no, nah, like you, you're just. Like, it's just an L for you, bro. Like, you're not actually spiting the people the way you think you are. Breaking Bad is actually really good, and you are depriving yourself of one of the best pieces of TV ever. You know what was funny? Uh, I got so sick and tired of everybody dick-riding Breaking Bad. And I was like, I I got so upset with with people just saying, oh, Breaking Bad is the best TV show. Because I hate it. I'm a contrarian ass nigga. That's one thing you need to know about yeah. me. So when people just keep having the same opinion, it pisses me off. So one day on stream, I don't know if anybody in my stream will even remember this, but I remember it to this day. It was like maybe a couple years ago. I was like, Breaking Bad ain't even the best like TV show. And then people in my chat was like, what's better? And I was thinking and I was like, fuck. <laughs> nothing. Yeah. yeah. Nothing. Like Breaking Bad is the best TV show ever made. Nothing is better than it. I think the only things that are even in that conversation are like the wire. And the I was about Sopranos. to say the wire. I was about to say yeah. the wire. The wire is good. I, I hadn't watched the wire at that point, but the wire is fucking great. But yeah, yeah breaking. Uh, I think Bad I is, like breaking bad more. But, yeah. That um, show is just different, man. Game of Thrones might have been, if it, could it was have. as good for the last four seasons as it was for the first four. Seasons. It, it, it like, could have. That's another thing, by the way, bro. Another thing that bothers me about like, uh, okay. So again, I'm going to say, I don't hate one piece. I think it's fine. I do. But like one piece fans act like it is the best at everything it does. And when one piece fans say one piece is world building is the best world building in fiction ever. I'm just like, okay, bro. Like, no, it's just not the world building in game of thrones is like next level bro yeah like that like okay like you go back and you rewatch game of thrones and you're like wait like they're talking about characters who you know like a million things about like um spoilers if you haven't seen the show or finished it yet you know like Jon snow's dad Rhaegar targaryen gets yeah. brought up in like the first episode like a billion times like that whole thing about him like robert's rebellion and like the mad yep. king and all this stuff you find out about jamie later like it's all recontextualized by stuff you find out later so you can tell that like um george uh rr martin like bro, like he thought that like it's so fleshed out like it feels like a real uh real place westeros i mean like the whole world of game of thrones yep like, uh, i westeros, agree essos all of that stuff like and for people to say one piece which is like got like butt chocolate island and shit <laughs> like that bro i'm just like bro look it's the world the world building in one piece is like good i'm not going to say it's like bad or anything but to say it's the best world building in fiction like when star wars and game of thrones exist come on bro you know like okay the the world building in star wars uh was so good that with three movies they have made like a thousand games books tv shows like you name it right like people keep making shit about like like, doesn't fucking the guy that Han kills, um, Greedo, doesn't he have, like, his own book or whatever? Like, I don't know. I don't know if One Piece is competing with, like, that level of world building where, like, Greedo has his own book, you know? Oh, uh, One anyway, Piece. I, my bad. I got I got Nah, you good. Nah, you are good. Go off. Fuck One Piece. <laughs> uh, again, I ain't saying, uh, 
I exactly hate One Piece, but uh, I don't exactly love One Piece. Okay. I, I think I would be able to handle One Piece a lot more if the fan base was not so, like... Cause, so I sort of feel you on, on the, like, contrarian thing. Yeah. When everybody says the same... What, what gets on my nerves is when everybody parrots the same thing. It doesn't actually explain themselves. Right, because them th- that, why. to me, like, that, to me, proves that you have you got your opinion from the internet. And you don't actually yeah. believe what the fuck you're saying. Like, when I ask somebody why and they get mad, I'm just like, okay, all right, so... Like, exactly. That That's where I end up. Like, it, it's so funny when you just ask somebody, like, why? Because when it's like, when somebody genuinely believes it and you get a good answer from them, it's like, oh, okay, cool. Thank you. Um, You know, I, I feel enlightened now. But then, like, when you ask somebody who, you know, it's like the type of person that you were just talking about why, a lot of the times they'll just get, like, mad. Like, why are you hating, bro? It's, <clears throat> like, an, another thing, too, like, I hear this shit all the time. People in my chat, every time I say, like, I don't like something because of a fan base or whatever. Like, people get on me because it's like, oh, why would you let that dictate? It's like, okay, first of all, you're not, like, a content creator. I have hundreds of people in my chat every day, hundreds of people tweeting me, hundreds of people in YouTube comment section constantly saying the same shit. Like, I'm way more exposed to, like, those fan bases than you guys are. Like, these niggas are constantly on my dick about shit. So, yeah, if I don't like something because of a fan base, it's because I'm a content creator and I'm I'm way yeah. more exposed to that shit than you guys are. Like, I can't avoid fucking, like, JoJo's fans because they're fucking everywhere. They're in my chat saying, doing fucking, like, bending over backwards, hitting each other raw doggy from the back type shit. And I, I got I to gotta see that all, all day, every day. I got to see One Piece niggas coming here fucking eating glue and f- uh, picking their burger uh, boogers and putting them back in their mouth. Like, I have to see that every day. Yeah, it's um well, and it's weird too because a lot of people will be like, "Oh, you hate One Piece because of the fan base." You know, I've literally seen somebody in my replies say, "You hate One Piece because of the fan base." That's not very fair, you know. Like, um, and then I clicked on his account, and I kid you not, the first tweet I saw was this guy fucking shitting on Hunter Hunter and saying the fan base has like a superiority complex. That's crazy. I mean, they do, like, but would, that's crazy. A little bit, <laughs> but it's also really, really good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, with his point, it's 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 fucking dumb. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, especially yeah, it's because it's like you can't say that and then go like, you know, like say yeah, but you know, um, again, my bad rambling, but uh, I, the specific like point that One Piece has incredible world building pisses me off, especially because so much of the manga is just text, like so. Yeah. Much. I know I just praised Hunter Hunter. But One Piece has a lot of like. I mean, I, yeah, I'm sure. Text. I'm sure One Piece world building is very good, especially when compared to like other anime. But yeah, I mean, I I can't really m- make a statement like because a, a lot of people will say, "Oh, you only hate One Piece because you haven't like gave it a chance." I've watched eighty episodes, almost a hundred yeah, episodes like, of that bro, show. Like, no, that, that is a chance. <laughs> I, I like if I'm sorry if a hundred episodes isn't enough. I I don't want to watch anymore. Like. It, yeah it is what it is that's more than the whole length of full metal alchemist i could watch full metal alchemist twice with the amount of time i put into dumbass fucking one piece <laughs> uh, okay of, that show uh, also has better world building full metal alchemist is simply the best work of fiction ever made and i don't care what anybody says i uh think that that is a valid opinion okay I, it's been a, i i need to rewatch it mm-hmm. the first time i watched it was in like 2011 or something so it's been forever and i don't remember anything about it but i want to watch it again 
Uh, yeah, you, you absolutely should. It is my favorite anime ever. Um, now to wrap up this episode of the podcast, um, we will be nominating our Dick Rider of the Week. The Dick okay. Rider of the Week is somebody who has been riding my dick all week and has been great at being an Omega Pro supporter and just can't get enough of my cock. Um, and the Dick Rider of the Week will have to go to Spicy Scrimp. Uh, this man um, it's like single-handedly got us to daily sub goals every day. This man has uh, donated a lot. This man has been on my dick uh, so chat, can we please get a W dick rider in the chat room? Uh, spicy scrim. I appreciate you for taking every inch of my two inch penis. It must have been pretty easy. Uh, and finally the Twitch clip of the week has to go to this clip. Um, if you guys are unaware, uh, Kanye wore a white lives matter, uh, shirt and I got <laughs> I got very many people asking me my opinions. How was I going to defend my boy Kanye? How would how would me, Omega Pro, known great friend of Kanye West, how do I feel about the fact that he wore a White Lives Matter shirt? Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is the clip that happened. Hey yo, Omega, you trying to talk about your boy Ye? I don't know this nigga. I don't care. I don't care what Kanye does. I don't give a fuck. I like the nigga's music. I'm not this nigga's dad. I'm not his brother. I don't know him. I listen to 24 sometimes. Sue me, nigga. Just because Kanye West has done something doesn't mean I got an opinion on it. I don't care. I don't know him. I promise. I've never spoken to him. <laughs> So, yes, I do not know Kanye West. I know this has come as a, a revelation to some of you guys. But uh, now I think you guys can stop asking me about Kanye West. I don't care. I don't know him. Leave me the fuck alone, please. Bro, people talk about Kanye like he's like your fucking roommate. or Bro, I'm, or I don't bro. know him. Uh, but anyways, that is episode two of the Cult Cast W episode. If you guys have not checked out yeah. Swag Kage, make sure you check out Swag Kage. Best anime videos on YouTube. Would you agree? Appreciate it. Up, uh, maybe. Don't Probably. be humble. Okay. Uh, if you have anything else you'd like to say, Swag, the floor is yours. Go ahead, spit your shit, King. Uh, I would just like to uh thank Omega Pro for having me on. I would also like to say, uh. For y'all who don't know, which is actually probably uh, a lot of y'all, Omega and I go way back. I owe him like a lot. Uh, so he basically like mentored me through like like the first like year and a half of me making YouTube videos on like the Swag Kage channel, right? Like, bro, I don't remember how we met. I think it was like the first time you added me. It, okay, it was back when like Skype was a thing when you first added me. It was because oh, I was the wasn't it when I was like. I was like 13 or something. And I did the catfish thing in your chat. And like you and Toasty just threw me a call. You guys were like, why are you doing this, bro? Like, why are you, why are you committing <laughs> Yo. I, I think I was like trolling people in the chat. I was like catfishing them or something, bro. I, I was like 13, though. I was mad young. And then I would just like <laughs> message you guys occasionally. And then like, I, I, I don't remember. But like, like we, we interacted uh, on and off since then. But like, I just hit him up. And I was like, yeah, I'm making this like 
video essay channel and I like showed him some videos. He was like, no, nah, bro, these are like really, really, really good. And Very he, fire. I saw yeah. the potential immediately. Like you, you and had he, it. He did not have to keep helping me and answering all these questions that I sent his way. And he did. And I remember messaging him. I was like, I don't know if I can keep doing this. I feel like I'm wasting my time. I feel like, you know, I'm putting too much time into this. And he was like, no, like legit, bro, you cannot stop like serious. And that was like two or three weeks before I dropped the Renegon video that blew my channel up. So Omega is the goat. I will always remember uh, how much he helped me. And if you guys like my videos, you guys better appreciate him. Just, you know, just a little bit more. W's. Hey, man, look. You, you can say all that, but at the end of the day, you were busting your ass making those videos. You made those videos what they were. So any amount of whatever the fuck you just gave me, you got to give yourself that tenfold because you're the one killing it. You're the one doing all that I shit. I was just it. there to say, hey, man, don't give up. I would have done it to anybody. I would not do that to anybody. Please do not message me. <laughs> uh, but Cult Cast Episode 2 is a wrap. Thank you, Swag Kage, for coming on. Yeah, All his links will be in the description. Thank you guys for watching, and I'll catch you next week for another Cult Cast.